2: Yo. It's D with Will, fill and Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's D we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice, coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah it's all that, and we're down with fight for Better Fallback, coming for respect, we connect like a fallback, no need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps, you're listening to us talk raps, Will, fill in reg yeah we're grapsody here to talk graps
3: yeah we're grapsody here to talk graps yeah
2: we're city here to talk graps
3: yep yep welcome to grapsody i'm will washington and i'm
4: not alone here because philip Lindsay's also here i am also here coming live from my house um powered by road uh Shout out to road by the yeah. way, most comfortable ear- headphones I've ever worn in my mm. entire life. um not just saying that great headphones mm-hmm. great
3: great headphones, hey shout yeah. out to road, absolute shout out to road. Hopefully you can hear me better this week because everybody's complaining about my volume.
2: Everybody's volumes are all screwed up. In the chat, know, they're always you like, "Yo, you what? Help, check, Phil! Check, help, check, Phil! Check, help, check, Phil!" Check. I'm like, "I feel sounds fine to me, you guys." And yeah, it's me. It's your boy, Media Man, Righteous Reg, in the building. Your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, and I want to also show love to Road for the equipment because now it feels like I don't. I'm not even wearing headphones, like. I used to spend most of the other headphones, <laughs> most of the other podcasts, like adjusting my headphones. Now I'm like, you, in the game, baby, it's just like, it's lit. So shout man. out to road for blazing the boys with some dope shit. Well,
3: I was just told I was low. Hopefully uh, I'm there not you anymore. Go. I just, I literally just went, eh, so <laughs> <laughs> cranked
2: it. So cranked if that boy. At,
3: if I am at this point, I don't know what else to do. So, Uh, Everybody says sound is all good. I'm wearing earbuds. Yeah. Just reading the chat. And hey, send us your super chats and your humper chats. Help support what we do here at Grapsity and Fightful. Um, YouTube.com slash Fightful is the way to get your humper chat or super chats read. Humperchats.com is the way to get your humper chats read. Um, And again, it just, it helps support what we do, helps support um, getting us places because uh, when we do things like cover media scrums and and make our way to pay-per-views and things like that, that shit ain't free. Um, It costs money. Yeah, it does. And so you, you really help support what we do and the conversations we get to have here and all of that um and we just we really appreciate it we really appreciate you being out there and being with us on your saturday
2: y'all are amazing man the support the the tweets we get throughout the week of y'all just being excited about our show anytime something crazy happens and everyone's like at graph city what are y'all gonna say what's Grav city gonna say about that it's amazing we love it and we just love engaging with y'all and continuing this man this is the the most fun we've had ever feels like yeah, just podcasting is. and waking up <laughs> on a saturday early as hell to talk shit and it's a very busy week because them chicago fills man i'm telling you
4: <laughs> those chicago
2: fills hey, what are they up to this week
4: i ain't up to nothing bro <laughs> <laughs> i ain't up to nothing
3: just hey you, you're gonna be in chicago though just a couple of weeks uh I'm oh, he's, gonna be, <laughs> hey, he's gonna, gonna be in Chicago tomorrow. You're gonna be in Chicago Monday. <laughs> you're gonna be outside of Chicago uh in a couple weeks. I'm gonna be outside Chicago, just slightly out of Chicago in a mm-hmm. couple weeks, all out. Uh so we're gonna be doing stuff that weekend. Yeah. When do you get here, by the way? I get in very, very early Saturday morning. I gotta be. Who's up surprised? I, gotta, I mean, when I say early, it's like a nine a.m. landing, so it's not that bad. Oh, I see. It's That's more so I gotta get up at uh, probably like 4 a.m. to mm. get to the airport to get out. To... Nasty. <laughs>
2: what are the like Saturday it... festivities in uh, Chicago?
4: Saturday festivities. I know that there is a show that initially had one carrying cross on it that <laughs> he is not booked on anymore. Mm. Uh, GCW Art of War 2 is also oh, the yeah. uh War Games. I don't yeah. remember what else is that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um well and
3: then the thing is Eppy's uh, Gate
2: Brunches, I think earlier that day. That's a Sunday. Sunday. That's
4: oh Sunday,
3: Sunday.
5: okay.
2: Yeah. I don't know anything.
3: So uh <laughs> I will say this. Anybody let me know, Chicago, if you're in Chicago. Where's the, the best
2: place to get deep dish pizza at?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, not what I'm gonna ask. Huh. <laughs> Look, um my my real question is where are we watching all the wrestling because uh not only is there going to be wrestling happening in town but of course there's clash of the castle um and i would like to watch that with some folks uh and also nxt has worlds collide happening uh sunday afternoon 4 p.m eastern um where are we watching all of that damn
2: busy ass weekend
4: bro (laughs) (laughs) these guys just decided hey yeah, you podcasters might have other things to do. I know there's GCW and all this cool indie stuff going on in AEW. Nah, WWE's just going to put two shows in the same Come just on, <laughs> you guys.
2: What's going on here? I mean, hey, I'm loving it. it. It's I'll great for
4: everybody. It's, it's awesome. I'll say this. Courtesy
3: to uh, – I, I appreciate the courtesy of WWE to – if they're going to do Worlds Collide the same day as All Out, at least it's happening at 4 p.m. and right. not – uh, it's a it's a full four hours before and there's no way that show goes four hours because uh, it's it's being taped uh in orlando i believe um not a chance it goes four hours right so it's a full four hours before uh all out begins and it's you like get,
2: a i don't want to say it's a missed show but like if you didn't see it and you caught it after all out you'd be fine it's not yeah. one of those like appointment viewing things it might be for some people i don't know I'm, I'm I'm talking words here but you'll be okay if you missed it and watched it later so they weren't like here's the heat at the same time they were like we some heat that's also happening at the same time so good for them um I'm, i mean i'm excited I, for them
3: i guess uh because it all depends like so uh give me up to speed i'm not certain because they mm-hmm. haven't announced any matches
4: yet um are they doing unification matches they haven't announced anything. Yeah, they haven't they, announced they, the anything. The only reason we know about the show is because of the NXT Europe uh, news. Right, right. Uh, so I'm assuming they're they're running Tyler versus Braun. I don't know. Yeah, what I mean, fashion. I was
3: thinking based off of everything that happened this week, they're gonna do champs versus champs at the show. Because the like, ad,
2: the last time they did uh, Worlds Collide, it wasn't. It was just like they taped it during WrestleMania weekend and like access, and it wasn't like a lot of stakes. So I don't know. No, if they're They did gonna a big switch. show.
3: The, they, were, they did that big one in twenty twenty uh, at the beginning of the year. That was like full on, like yeah. event. That, that was uh, like
4: uh, it was Royal Rumble weekend, right? Oh, I yeah. don't
2: remember twenty twenty. I don't remember any of that. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I was blocked a, that, that was a, shit all the way yeah, out
4: of my mind. Remember, remember that was the first year they didn't do a takeover um, with the WWE pay per view that weekend, and so mm. instead they did the World's Collide event. Okay, yeah, it was at the Toyota Center in Houston. Um,
3: oh, okay. I so don't was, remember yeah, that at before. all. I
2: don't know who who wrestled. I don't know nothing about
3: it.
4: Yeah, that's that was uh, out of my brain. Uh, uh, what was on that card? Uh,
3: that had Imperium versus Undisputed Era. That was the big. It
4: Did that's right. they had a. Uh, that's um also where
2: question mark.
4: It's also where uh, Rhea got her title shot, isn't it?
2: Oh, my God. I remember nothing about the show. Holy <laughs> shit. Jesus. We. They don't. There's no nothing. I, z- nothing's popping in my brain. I can't see the ring. Nothing. So, zero.
4: Some, somebody asked me this on Twitter, but uh, do we think that now since they they pulled the rug from under us on that Mako versus Hooray match that it mm. happens on this card?
2: Yeah, that, I can see that happening. But, I mean, if they're doing worlds colliding...
4: I mean, but do you want to see Mako versus Mandy or do you want to see Mako versus Surrey? <laughs> what, what do
2: I, I want to see?
4: <laughs> I don't know. Well,
3: like I said, it depends. Um, are they keeping the UK titles? And if so, right. um, because, you know, they said NXT Europe isn't launching till next year. And so what are you going to do with those belts in the meantime? Three women championships. And they were doing
4: before when they weren't on TV nothing <laughs> <laughs>
2: just keep doing what you're doing keep staying at your home in england and we'll be over there soon maybe
3: yeah so i don't know i i, I feel like if you're gonna do champs versus champs you might as well just unify them um, yeah i feel like
2: the if the, the the way that they're doing this one i could see the 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 tyler bait and Braun unification match happening just to put uh, you know, a little stamp unification,
4: on it buddy put it Put that title on "Big Strong Boy," man. I All would right. hope so,
2: but well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> hey,
3: let's uh, let's check out some hover chats uh, for the time. Uh, we got one from Van Twinblade. It says, uh, "As I predicted." Dead Horse has been announced for the show next month. But more importantly, Grindel Wrestling is putting on a show in October with West Coast Wrecking Crew versus No Remorse Corps, also featuring MJ Jenkins, Tootie, Camaro, and many, many more.
2: Shout out to Van Twinblades. Shout out to Glory Pro Wrestling for producing some great wrestling. That sounds like fun.
3: Yeah, it does. Uh, We also have Anwar. Anwar says... uh, Props to all of the panelists and the fans watching. What are you three uh what are you three your three match of the year contenders for this year uh thus far? Phil, what was your favorite Bulls championship parade?
2: Yeah, let's start with that. That's a great question.
4: Yeah. Um I'm probably gonna go with the last one just because it was just like just the nostalgia of it. Um and it's the
3: last one, one y'all ever get. Oh.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Denver ain't Shocks,
3: fire, <laughs> Denver
2: never Look at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck am I talking about? Denver's fire, never getting yeah. like, I can I, say that as a Warriors fan, you know, like, because there's something behind it. But so, Denver, I don't know.
4: Yeah, probably the last one just because of the nostalgia of it. And, you know, it just seemed like it was different because it really seemed like it was over at that time. If you didn't know the story and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Uh, as for match of the year contender. Uh, at this point, Top Okada, three matches. Oh, so they won three? three? Yeah,
2: what are your three favorite matches of the year?
4: Oh, uh, well, one of them is definitely Asprey versus Okada, either from the G1 or Wrestle Kingdom, because mm-hmm. they tore it down both times. Um, Okada's just one of the best of all time. He just, yes. Uh, uh, Briscoes versus FDR. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The, the one from WrestleMania weekend. Okay. yeah
2: i was actually just thinking about that match last night because i was like damn dude we watched it together that's what makes it even <laughs> yeah. doper like we got to go freak out yeah. like together being like oh my god let's cool? remember when the young bucks came out and we were like ah! yeah, that was, that was crazy.
4: <laughs> uh, and i'm going to go with the uh, for the third one
2: it's been a crazy year of wrestling honestly but, i'm like, uh, like god, thinking, really thinking in my brain like um, oh my god there's so many
4: i'm going to go with bianca becky from wrestlemania mm-hmm. hey. all right i'm gonna say
3: orange cassidy and will osprey from oh yeah you like uh, that yeah uh, so i'm gonna give answers that phil didn't give just because like i could easily say the same for um briscoe's and ftr
2: yes me too but, like, that's automatically on all three of our lists, so we all don't yeah, have to say so that. So, I, I don't have to say that
3: one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to say John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta from Rampage. Mm. Uh, and Cody versus, ooh, who am I going to say? Sammy Guevara or Seth Rollins? Because mm. uh, I can go either company. Uh, I'm
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> you really like that one. <laughs> Popped herself real good on that one. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell. Sad joke of the year, right? That he really <laughs> liked it, too. Hell in a Cell, uh, Purple Titty Cody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great showing. Um, shit, man. It's been... I've seen like I'm just thinking of the live matches that I've seen and just being like, oh my God, there's so many. Like, which speedball match do I pick? Which
4: speedball match from last weekend with Chris Bay? Mm. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. How was your time, by the way? Yeah, yeah, last weekend. Such a good match. Um, Several good matches. I still want Reg's answers, by
3: the way. Yeah, definitely. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get Reg's answers. Then I want to hear about Phil's time (laughs) in Chicago.
2: Okay, yes. What has happened this year? Now, which speedball match is what I want to pick. There's been an insane amount of great wrestling. I want to pick a match from West Coast Pro Wrestling because that'll get you guys to go and watch West Coast Pro Wrestling. And it's actually not a speedball Mike Bailey match. It's a Will Ospreay match and he wrestled the guy who won the West Coast Cup last night. The future of this business, i like to compare him to 2002 AJ Styles, Titus Alexander versus Will Ospreay from West Coast Pro on fire match. They went crazy. It was insane. Um, I'm going to go with this match just happened. I know it's crazy, but, yo, Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia. If you know, like, just knowing the history of – all of that, knowing how I talked to Daniel Garcia before he went. He was coming to West Coast Pro a lot before he went to be official and all elite. And it was like, yo, Brian Danielson, I can't. He's like, I want them to set it up. I want it to be a big deal to get all of that. And then to have this match like,
4: yo, bro, Man, I love it. All the stuff they're doing
3: with it, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then and, I'm hey, going to yeah, now Jericho Appreciation society. He might actually be out of it.
2: Yes. And then I'm going to say keep just the Kango though. Yes, yes, please keep the can go. Just because of the stakes and how it was uh, related to all of us, the triple threat from Double or Nothing, the tag match, Swerving Our Glory, yeah. Starks and Hobbs, Luchasaurus, uh, Lucha, uh, Jurassic Express, just because there were so many stakes attached to it, all of our people were involved, and then the match was insane, and we got to watch it all in the same arena. Just, I loved it, man. What a great, there, there's so many more matches I can name, but those were personally great to me i liked it
3: all right those are our answers so far but mm-hmm. we're gonna do this formally end of the year yeah. look uh i have been doing end of the year shit for the last 17 years and trust me being on grap city now that's not going away there's gonna be uh, mm-hmm. yeah, a big we, 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 we might have the year
4: stuff think happening but you know something just happened to happen on new year's day that you know yeah, <laughs> changed that up, but you
2: know, set our world on fire, and uh, it's been on fire ever since. So yeah, Phil, tell us about uh Impact Wrestling in Chicago. There was a lot of great matches that they taped out there
4: in, in Cicero. You know, not, mm-hmm. you know I mean, people. you know, the area.
2: Sorry about that,
4: <laughs> area, area. <laughs>
3: uh, now, oh, did, did, every you could call everything Chicago, man. Like,
5: <laughs>
3: I, oh, mean, you you not, oh, I mean, you got, buddy. I mean, you got WWE. Not. You got WWE talking about Rosemont every pay-per-view it's like hey we're here right in the heart of chicago
4: uh we got a pay-per-view coming up in hoffman estates
2: (laughs) not in the heart of chicago not at all
4: no uh, yeah but no i i essentially went to the tapings after the Mm pay-per-view the day before and so i saw the stuff that's gonna happen on the impacts coming up for the next few weeks Mm -hmm. uh but i got to see some really good matches because of that uh like i said the the speedball and Chris Bay match was really, really good. Yep. Uh, the the five-way match for the number one contenders was really, really good. Come on, man. Rich, Rich Juan and Bandito just completely tearing it up. Mm. And I don't know. If, if you're from here, you know how big of a Latino presence there is on the West Side where mm-hmm. this show took place. Bandito was super over in this place. Mm-hmm. I'm not from there, by the way, and that's why I attempted to eat Taco Bell
2: yeah that's why shame
3: on you yeah no so tell me a little
2: <laughs> bit about i've never been to one of these uh impact uh tapings did it how how long was it and did, did is there does it feel like that's a good idea to still be doing the taped one and you know shoot four episode things? does that work is that were you guys dead by the end of it like i'm trying to get a little feel about how what, the crowd was and things worked
4: it, i guess it depends on what do you have planned for those tapings because right I, it feels like we kind of got lucky in the sense that we got a lot of good matches in this taping. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we got the, we got the X division title match. We got a knockouts tag team match. Um, we got a bunch of matches that went off really well in front of that crowd. And okay. I feel like that crowd was hot for most of the night. Uh, it, and it, because it was a smaller arena and a more intimate setting, cause that's how impact does it. Yeah. Uh, it worked out. Now, if it was like a bigger show and you're trying to tape all this stuff at the same time, it may not have worked out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was a good time. It was a uh, You can definitely tell it was tapings because they had the usual, all right, well, we're going to be back live on TV in three, but we're not actually live on TV. Like, <laughs> we need you to make the noise to make it look like we're live on TV. Right. <laughs> okay. So
2: it seems like they got a nice little system going. Good for them.
4: It's a, it's almost like uh, when I went to the tapings for One Hundred Six and Park. There's the tapings for One Hundred Six and Park. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, you mentioned like, the yes, tapings I, for one, whoa, 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 hold on back a minute. Back we up, talked, back
2: We, up. Still, we talked about, about this, dude. We just <laughs> talked about this. Will said he would go home and watch the show, and we all loved it. And you just, you were just like nothing.
4: No, because because it's Chicago and it's the greatest city in the world. Um they, they filmed a few episodes of One Hundred Six and Park here, and so I went. Uh, and it was kind of the same thing. It wasn't live, so it was like make noise. Whoa, wait, parts. who were the hosts at the time? Like, was this mm-hmm. like it was still and AJ Free. It was, it and Free? Oh my okay. god,
2: the originators, none greater too. Wow, what happened? Who was the? Who, what was the? Although, music? Who I was liked Terrence longer? and
3: Roxy, although it's clear they didn't like each other by the end. Yeah, now they have beef. They're beefing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, hold on, I need to know about going to see AJ and Free,
4: one hundred six in Park in person. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, I I feel like it was like I said. It's the same thing. It's different than when you watch it on TV. It's like all right. We need we need you to get up and and, and make noise at three, two, one, and you know all of the cues and stuff. Uh, it it isn't the same because you can't see the video, so you don't exactly know what you're <laughs> reacting to. You're just reacting yeah. to the hosts and stuff being on stage. I see. That totally
2: makes sense. It does make a lot of sense. Wow, that's amazing. Have you went back and try to find those episodes? I haven't. Mm.
4: Um no, I need to look up now 106 and Park in Chicago. <laughs> no, they were like, there was like a week where they were in Chicago. Wow. That's I want to see if I can find like Chicago Phil mm-hmm. as they pan across the audience. Yep. I, I'm sure I don't look the same at all. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's probably going to be pretty hard to do that.
2: <laughs> we'll find Jeff. If I can see those black people at the 106 and
4: Park. I, I, so, if 106 I can and Park, correctly, I was wearing an Iverson jersey. Okay. I definitely had braids at the time.
2: Yeah, You want some Will Washington memory right here. <laughs> Remembering what jersey you had on.
4: Oh, uh,
3: yeah. Definitely, I definitely had a Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have all the questions in the world because I'm thinking about 106 in Park in Chicago mm-hmm. with AJ and Free hosting. So, and they would have done a whole week. Did R. Kelly show up? Oh.
4: I don't remember.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. There's no way they went I, to Chicago I and didn't talk to Kelly.
4: Yeah, i know there were guests i just don't remember who they were mm.
2: uh-huh. was that were they, were they not memorable as as you could see or was it just like a long time ago? i
3: feel have, like you can't do a week that, in chicago in school, and not bro, have like remember. yeah i was right. gonna say at that time period though you had to have like i don't know if kanye would have blown up enough at the time um but common would have been huge at the time mm-hmm. like there there's there were Chicago acts you could have brought in, but I feel like R. Kelly would have been the biggest you could have brought in back then.
2: Right. Yeah. Twister.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I, I am drawing a complete blank on who the guests <laughs> were. <laughs> well, Jake Salazar says,
3: Today marks one year since I loved wrestling again. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, CM Punk, just to be uh, a heel punk sold out the United Center, not the elite. Um, but he did. And that's facts. Yeah. I mean on paper but who sold out the united center ain't nobody announced on that show <laughs> <laughs> on, on paper my guy who did, they, who did they book that venue for come on now i mean they did not book <laughs> I, that I, venue I didn't say see nothing the on bunch. the ticket that said cm punk was coming it would have been a swerve nothing. could have been a swerve yeah, yeah.
4: mjf could have come out Ooh. louis dangore if you don't get the hell out of here <laughs>
3: man <laughs>
2: Why well, you got to put Louis on blast like that? <laughs> nah,
4: Louis, Louis Louis cool, man. Louis gone crazy. Louis was one of those people that week that's like I don't know, guys. I don't know if he's coming. He mm-hmm. might be com- he might not be coming. We don't know any of that. Yes, yes we do, Louis. Stop it. <laughs> obviously,
5: memory, obviously
3: CM Punk sold out the United Center we Tell know me. that no but like I said back. on paper you don't ever have to admit CM Punk sold out nothing because man, they, didn't advertise, they didn't advertise nothing <laughs> they didn't say be like nothing. they came
2: off on some hubbub hubbub that nigga they didn't and, know that you was gonna show up man, uh, if we y'all sold, y'all sold that out man. as a matter of
3: fact if I remember correctly and I do uh, the CM Punk rumor came from uh, where was that? Oh, yeah, fightfulselect.com. So, mm-hmm. really,
2: five dollars, fightful select sold out the United Center. Look, give Sean Ross Sap that contract, he's the one that deserves <laughs> it. Hey,
4: man. Uh, he also, uh, breaking a lot of punk news. I see, I know, yeah, man, he did.
2: yeah, right in the
3: midst. Uh, let's see. So, we got uh, let's read some others. Uh, as my feed keeps wanting to update jake also says come at cm punk accordingly next time hangman and you won't be left looking foolish cm Punk's so petty i love it he's cashing in that gift receipt
2: i think the thing is uh uh, hangman did come at him accordingly and that's why he's pissed (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh you thought you could dish it out bro i'll bring it too i'll piss your punk ass off right now
3: uh-huh and eloquent says what it do salute to the whole grap city fam reg that black dot record crazy as hell oh
2: my god you did you finally get to listen to I it i listened to it and yo i stop it black thought i'm tired of it yeah. give it up <laughs> retire from this because you can't keep getting better this is an amazing record it's black thought is record. rapping like he's a, he's a brand new in the rap game I love everything about it. The features are amazing. The record Raekwon. Oh my God. You guys get me out of here. Take me somewhere. <laughs> An amazing album. You guys have to listen to that.
3: shit. I've probably Appreciate gone through it. the entire album like four or five times now. Wow. It's, it's so great.
2: Blown away. I, was, I thought music in 2020 was kind of lacking, but, but it's not, man. It's just, you know, certain people you, I can't vibe with, but there's then there's other people that are, you know, dropping some dope shit. I'm really looking forward to the JID record that's coming very soon, so. It's gonna be good shit.
3: Um, J Blood says, fellas, will I be witnessing punks last night in the company this Wednesday or at all out? No. I have tickets. For no.
2: Yeah, no, 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 no. Right in the tracks.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, no. Uh
4: <laughs> Matt H says that Nikita tweet was nasty. <laughs> you <laughs> know. So I did not know you tweeted that because um <laughs> we of course laughed at it and then and a group chat and <laughs> then um i went and did something else and like two hours later i got on twitter and i was like what are you talking about and so then i saw it and i was like oh oh okay <laughs> first off i that video has popped in my head every
3: single time i see Nikita lions i just think of that video of that girl saying i'm a MAGA kid i'm a MAGA kid and i'm here to blow the liberals lids." and so um that was video. that joke has been in my head a long time, and oh, so I that cry. was the first time I had tweeted it. The amount of people though who are like, "Is this really Nikki?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, look at this girl. You, what are yeah, right you guys with people, eyes? man? <laughs> Do you have eyes, dude? Oh, my God. Come the on. girl
4: did not look like Nikita.
2: Damn, I know the BBLs be going crazy, but not that Yo. crazy. Those doctors are I, not that I, wild. The doctors can't do that. I mean, they can do a lot. like changed change it to a whole different person. And we saw like, where uh, Nikita pre- previously lo- was. She was on Real Chance with Love or whatever the fucking
5: show yeah, was. Uh, so she was on a, One, uh, One More Chance or whatever it
2: was called. Yeah.
3: So the funny thing about all of that was I was like, okay, I don't think I need to address this. I'm sure enough people will eventually get that this is a joke. And once like 4 hours went by, and my mentions were nothing but uh <laughs> can somebody confirm if this is really Nikita? And I'm like that's what I finally tweeted. I'm like guys, this was a it's joke. It's a joke,
2: you guys. This on. Was a joke. Come on, joke.
3: Come on. I've been sitting on that one a long time. That one's been in the drafts forever. Like I've had that video saved in my
2: phone. Nasty.
4: <laughs> oh man. If people knew certain jokes that I have had in the tuck for a long time and I refuse to tweet them. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh man. I mean, you guys have seen my
3: drafts. Like there are times where I just get in a mood and then, uh, I mean, I guess if I scroll fast enough, nobody gets to see what's actually in
2: them. We got to talk Will off the ledge sometimes. Sometimes we're like, you know, maybe. But man, my drafts are like,
3: (laughs) those are my drafts right (laughs) You've kept all of these drafts?
2: That's a lot of drafts. Sometimes
3: I get in a mood and I'm just like, I start typing something and I'm like, uh, let it go.
2: (laughs) But the drafts be still like, you can go back two months later and be like, okay, this draft still hits though. That's the crazy
3: part. Yeah. And then I have a couple, like that Daily's Place one I tweeted earlier. Like, I've been sitting on that one for a while of, like, the stats of the amount of people that have been signed since Daily's Place. And like <laughs> I want mean, to tweet well, earlier. Like, sometimes my statistical ones are, like, I keep them in there to tweet once they're accurate.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And
3: then uh, it's like, okay, this one isn't quite accurate yet, but if this person has one more match, then this is statistically accurate. Bro, and the I
2: homie uh, Chris Harrington better watch his fucking job, bro. He's about to get that shit taken. <laughs>
3: watch it bro and shout out mookie though i love chris Harry. yeah no he's cool um,
2: he's super
3: cool uh and what else we got here we got some more humper chats uh jennifer always with the humper chats uh, yeah, yeah says happy weekend gents great q a this week thanks for all you do keep shining love to you all hey if you haven't heard it yet shout out to jennifer fightfulselect.com your boys uh did ask Rhapsody.
4: um we broke some stuff yeah, yeah, we did. Was, what did people think of Axe Grapsity? Because um, <laughs> I'm just curious. I I don't I don't know. I haven't seen any feedback on it. It was fun. i, funny. Was, re- yeah, I now- was reading some of the feedback on it, and um, yeah,
3: you know, it was a fun time.
2: I showed just, you guys that Reddit thread of they yeah, they they Reddit. we broke some news about certain a things hey you gotta subscribe yeah you just gotta gotta go check it out gotta check it out don't Watch look sl- at reddit you go and pay us five dollars for don't. it okay you guys
4: <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't go it. on reddit in general just
2: no 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 no
4: reddit,
3: to no, no, no reddit's great because i, a, don't reason a, I yeah, know about what happens on, look, it's not great Reddit great <laughs> is look okay first off between wrestling twitter and reddit
4: <laughs> i mean you're 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 picking between jumping in a, a bat of acid and jumping in a pool of piranhas like
2: just... see i like statistics too i like to see what wrestling fans on on different spectrums are saying and how they're feeling because they don't feel the same on reddit as they feel on twitter so i like to see both cross you know I cross agree. examine and see what's going on so some people like some over there just like I thought this segment was dumb. And then over there, they're like, that was the best segment I've ever seen. So, like, mm-hmm. it's just interesting to see what everybody thinks.
3: And then wrestling Facebook is a completely different universe. Oh, yeah. I don't um, go over that's, there. It's, that Mm-mm. is just. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That, I, I don't I, be over I, there.
4: I, I switched that up. I actually think that Facebook is probably the worst. I would yeah. agree. Uh-huh. Just and then, in general. And then wrestling Instagram. And, like, they just, they all
3: think so differently mm-hmm. that a segment that's getting yeah like you said it'll be completely trashed and now look over on Instagram and they're like oh this was dope oh it's so great to see that dude like, that I is don't so think-
2: funny wrestling Instagram they just like get along in the comments like the comment section is where they get their shit off that's hilarious
3: yeah and like I haven't seen like Orange Cassidy hate on Instagram at all like mm-hmm. as a matter of fact I feel like that's where he's most popular he just
4: Ah, he's getting them saucy picks off, man. I'm
3: really over on, on Instagram.
2: I'm really over on Instagram is hella funny. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: but you know what though? It's what's interesting is that's WWE's biggest platform So It might be TikTok mm-hmm. now. But like WWE for a time, their biggest platform was Instagram. Um right. that, you know, Twitter was like the most vocal, but when you looked at the most interactions WWE content got it was all on Instagram and so yeah. like their social media people that's what they were tracking is like how are things going on Instagram we're not gonna listen to wrestling Twitter yeah they're the loudest but they uh, they're not the, the they don't have the the strongest numbers right. uh, compared to what Instagram does so it's it's all interesting and now yeah there's, there's so much social media shit out there now that like the way that TikTok has taken off, uh, in the last three years and has really skyrocketed with, uh, with the, the, the Gen Zers. Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't spend enough time on TikTok. To, yeah, me neither. Uh, I am I definitely feel like not our age group. Oh, it's speaking not. of things, not my age group. So I went to that uh, weekend concert on Thursday. Oh,
2: that's right.
3: <laughs> hey, so, so I went to, so I went to this concert on Wednesday or on Thursday, uh, as I said I was gonna do. Uh, not gonna talk about that, but the, but the, the, um, the concert itself. Man, I felt old as fuck. First off, like. So I knew enough of the weekend songs. I knew let's see he did twenty nine songs, I believe. Holy shit,
2: bro was going through it.
3: I know. First off, so oh, concert, starts at, status. concert starts at concert starts at six thirty. Now, so I was like, Okay, I, I don't really know the opening act, so I am gonna chill on that and I will show up around eight. Eight sounds like a reasonable time for a concert start at 6.30. Who was the opening act? Do you remember? It was originally supposed to be Doja Cat, and then she, um, dang, uh, she ended up bailing on the concert with her uh, tonsil issues, even though that takes like six weeks to recover from, uh, and that happened like in April. But the, <laughs> uh, so that's who was originally scheduled to to be the. It was supposed to be Doja Cat, and and um, then that that makes a weekend. lot of
2: sense why the the crowd was younger too, because Doja Doja brings a super yeah. young crowd too.
3: And Sean Rossap, who would absolutely go. Sean said he was gonna go when it was originally Doja Cat, and then uh, he ended up not going because his girl wasn't there. But anyway, so I showed up around eight. Didn't even get to my seat till eight thirty. Still waited like that man did not go up till like nine forty five.
2: And then there he did, did twenty nine songs. Holy
3: did twenty nine songs. I knew about ten of them uh which
2: this is blowing my mind i gotta rap concerts and they do like tw- at 12 they're like all right nice knowing you guys 29 is crazy did 29
3: songs i didn't know how much of the weekends catalog i didn't know uh but i will say all these teens in early 20 somethings next to me knew them all they i it. knew i knew the the big hits I knew he he finished with blinding lights. I knew pretty much all the WrestleMania songs. <laughs> I knew uh, the the early stuff. The I can't feel my face. He did Hurricane, which I was surprised by. I was like, he has to do that because that even though it's a Kanye West song, I feel like it's more of a Weekend song than Kanye. Like if you remove Kanye's verse from it, you don't lose much. But if you mm-hmm. remove we, the Weekend from that song, you lose a like lot. the whole song. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, he did do that one. He did uh, all the the Daft Punk tracks. Um, and so you know
2: why you don't know all the songs right you don't do cocaine
4: no you're not in the streets either man oh yeah that's what everybody was talking about by the way because we were like cocaine
3: well because they they were like why do you think he's taking so long and i was like (laughs) 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 you know why he's taking (laughs) ready for the show
2: (laughs) getting a seth rollins uh 2011 gear on shit yo was he rocking that
3: uh no no like i said he is a great performer no, he's amazing he 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 rocked the whole like that they, they they did um they put on a great show mm-hmm. and no, it sounds like it's uh,
2: fucking worth it for 29 yeah, songs he was going for it
3: yeah and and nobody was like complaining about 29 songs i will say nobody asked for an encore uh that was once like, he thanks finished, dude thank you that, man, we got we great got stuff to do tomorrow people got yeah like, What once he finished up with uh blinding lights that was the last song he did he walked off the stage and everybody's like all right gotta get on that train
2: mm-hmm. uh, that was
3: and everybody starts filing out so that makes
2: sense though because the youngsters are used to festivals so shows aren't really long to them they're like we'll be here for three days we don't care yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why
4: when you were like it was an hour he didn't come out i'm like that's Best That's concerts. That's I've never horrible. been to a single concert and anybody has come out at advertised time.
3: Ever. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I knew he wasn't going to come out at advertised time, but I figured like two hours was enough time to, uh, to to be like fashionably late and not miss like much of the headline act. And the fact that that
4: still wasn't enough was mm-hmm. just kind of insane. So yeah, I I was uh I was working in corporate at the time when Watch the Throne came out and they did the United Center. And I was laughing at all the people that went from work because they had the box. And they were like, we stood up there for hours and those guys didn't come out. And I'm like, yeah, that's why y'all old asses should have been at the show. Maybe (laughs) you should have gave those tickets for the box to some young people that would have enjoyed the show instead of going with clients so you can sit up there and complain. Damn. (laughs) Damn, Um, damn.
3: uh, Where is this one? Okay, we got D-Lo. D-Lo says, uh, squat in the building, peace and love listening to y'all while I get... This workout, hoping I see y'all in Chicago in a few weeks. I will be there, and I will be around. Um, Matter of fact, I think next Sunday, there should be some... So, not tomorrow, but uh, in eight days, there should be some cool announcements about um, things I'll be doing where you can come say hi. So, uh, that'll be fun. The... Uh, and again, stay tuned to socials for all of that. That's mm-hmm. that's the easiest way. Look, you can follow my social media. I am William RBR and, right up there. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be some cool stuff there. What else we got? There's okay. Let's talk about the CM Punk stuff. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no 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 no. Let's let's see Boston. This one. You want to talk about CM Punk? Um, which now all of a sudden, <laughs> now all of a sudden is. A quote that we we used to run with and run into the ground so much because that was uh, the, the Steve Austin go-to on the Steve Austin podcast when he interviewed Vince McMahon back in 2014. And, mm-hmm. So you want to talk about CM Punk? <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and now we've come full circle. We got to talk about CM Punk. Uh, and... So there's a lot here uh, that... To say the least. So I saw somebody in the chat say, convince me it's not a work. Easy. It ain't a work. Uh, I, 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 I will convince. Ready? Nobody who would be working put this story out, nor has anybody who would be working even spoken on this. You've Mm -hmm. not heard about this from AEW. You've Mm -hmm. not heard about this from CM Punk. You have not heard about this from Hangman Adam Page. And there's still been no comment from AEW on this matter as far as in an official capacity. So as Uh, far as reaching out, just getting any statement on it, but nothing from
4: AEW. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And to your point, I mean, during Revolution Weekend, when people were complaining about him using his old theme punk was on the internet immediately responding to stuff punk ain't responded to none of this you know mm-hmm. why cuz it ain't a work
2: mm-hmm.
6: <laughs>
4: like,
2: those are going to just convince I, I people to... think, those are just going to convince people that it is a work because mm-hmm. that's how people work like well they're not talking about it that's how this works but yo it's so yeah. deep it's way deeper than what you know and then when like i was talking about earlier with phil People are on this. We don't believe wrestling journalists. So, like any stories that comes out, they're like, "Well, we don't believe it anyway." So it's like, "Well, what are you ever gonna believe if you don't right. believe anything?" Boy, did <laughs> I get a good laugh
4: that morning, by the way, when I when I saw that the news dropped. First of all, uh, because because I have a horrible, dark sense of humor, and I already knew about this before the news dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came out and called him out, I was I I sucked back in my seat for a second. I was like, oh. He's uh he's really going there, huh? And, yeah. So
3: we, we we didn't know about that. We knew about the the confrontation that took place after uh, Double or Nothing, or not Double mm-hmm. or Nothing. After the Go Home show to Double or Nothing, um, we knew about that. You, we, mm-hmm. the three of us talked about it. Uh, but that wasn't really out there too much. That was a story that was was kind of building. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, and so yeah, my brain immediately went to that when Punk made the call out. The only thing I didn't know was that that apparently wasn't cleared with anybody that right. wasn't uh and uh, again like i said on day after dynamite this week uh which if you haven't watched that episode i had sean ross sap on as a guest uh and we got to kind of dig more into the story a little bit i mentioned that i poked around i was like so how was the mood as far as that was concerned everybody's like look tony was like jovial he was in a great mm-hmm. mood he was you know talking about that was one of the best dynamite episodes we've had you know and so um it they was. were like if they were like if it wasn't a uh um they're like if he didn't know about that he definitely wasn't perturbed by it uh right.
4: so i thought that's interesting um well because he already knew they were beefing
2: so <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah <laughs> so, they're just having their little thing you guys it's fine but Break dynamite
3: uh, but as far as um, when stories come out of Fightful and people say it's a work, here's the things you have to consider. You have to, and I tweeted this out, it's, it's not really your job as a consumer of news, I get it, to know how a story comes together. Um, because the only thing that it's really your responsibility to do is, is read the story and react. That's really it. And so I, I'm not going to say that people need to understand how stories come together. Not your job. However, I do want you to know that stories do not come together via, here's a statement, story published. That's not exactly how it works. It's not mm-hmm. just the case of, um, we were told this, and so we published it on Five mm-hmm. Select. Here's, uh, please pay us $5. That's not how that works. Um, it's usually a case of uh, a reporter, usually Sean Ross Sapp. We'll talk to multiple people and start piecing things together as he's talked to this person, talked to this person, talked to this person, talked to this person. person. You piece things together and eventually you have developed a story. So when he says I'm developing a story, it is that I'm talking to multiple sources. And it's these multiple sources would all have to coordinate on the same thing of like, hey, you want to fuck with Sean Ross Sapp here? Mm -hmm. Let's all make sure that we all got together to this to 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 elaborately come up with the same thing but also make sure that none of us are are tied to this thing we all want to report it, it, none of that it would take so much it's a lot of a lot of a, moving pieces yeah uh, so many moving pieces would all have to coordinate in a way that they simply could not for the stories to be as simple as it's a work the way people think that they are. It's Mm. never that simple. And Mm -mm. the thing is, if it is as simple as um, somebody gave a statement and story published, the story will say that. It will simply say, AEW officials told us blah, 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 blah. Mm. We've seen that. That's how that's gone in the past. But if it is a story that's developed, usually it's in the case of piecing together multiple stories to develop a story. Now granted, like I said, it's not really um a reader's job to know that but mm-hmm. just assume
2: some some work from, has yeah, been I done I was
3: I was going to say assume that's what they're trying to assume right yeah. i'm mean, just kidding dad joke but the assume that if something if if a, if a company has a good track record in terms of Publishing stories assume that they're doing their due diligence right. to get things out there. Now, if not, if if they have kind of a shady track record, that's a little bit different because there are places that um, have admittedly uh, paid for stories. They've paid for for things along those lines, and you can't necessarily trust what you're paying for because at that point,
2: um, you're you're bullshitting yourself.
3: Well, it's not just bullshitting yourself. Uh, and and Sean, Sean likes to say this all the time, um, that if you're paying for news stories, uh, at some point, the people you're paying will, they're suddenly now incentivized to create stories. And right. so at yep. that stage, they're going to start producing Stuff that's false, simply so you'll pay them, and not maybe exactly. false, but they'll start just trying to produce stories in general, and that's different not stories. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you never want that kind of stuff to be incentivized. Exactly. Uh, either way, there's so much that goes into the development of a story. Yeah, and
2: especially when all when all different outlets are reporting something, a PW Insider is reporting it, then Re- Wrestling Observer is reporting it, then Fightful reporting it, and the, all these outlets, all these outlets have different sources too. So you're getting. 10 15 20 different accounts and from you would ha- different places you know what i mean and,
3: and there would have to be a coordinated effort mm-hmm. and you mean to tell me that in that coordinated effort nobody leaked because right. the, the amount of things that leak already nobody leaked that this was a coordinated effort that's mm-hmm. the part that um where yeah. i say when somebody says convince me it's not a work. hopefully i just did and everybody well, wants to be
2: first, because if a wrestler if a wrestler could be first being like, Yeah, it's fake, they're gonna say it. <laughs> you yeah, know what so I mean?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and to Reg's point, because this is all coming from different sources, I'm pretty sure that the same person that uh Sean may have confirmed with isn't the same person that Meltzer talked right, to. Right, Exactly. And I'm assuming the person that I knew that talked to I talked to about it before any of this doesn't talk to either of those guys. Exactly. So, that would be like three different people saying the same thing mm-hmm, no it's yeah. not a work mm-hmm. uh yeah the other thing i saw people doing was going oh well nothing from aw ever leaks which is just not true um and so uh <laughs> i i maybe you could have said that like three years ago but the last year like, i don't the
2: story we're no. talking about had to do with the leak they leaked that cm punk Ex- was exactly coming. so <laughs>
4: so people saying nothing ever leaked so the fact that this leaks is a pretty big coincidence because what are the odds of um melter making that report that morning and sean having the report ready no that's sean doing his job because mm-hmm. the second that melter thing came out it was like all right well i've already known this and this yeah. let me corroborate this and put together a report mm-hmm. that's how you're supposed to use that's your job. how it works that's how reporting works um and so yeah, I I thought it would. I didn't think the news would drop immediately the next day. But again, watching this promo, I sat back in my seat and I cackled because I was like, "What are you doing, Phil? What are you doing?" <laughs> now, we the, now that said, and we talked about this on day after Dynamite.
3: Anything can turn into a work. It exactly. can absolutely yes. turn. Anything so in fast. professional wrestling into that, a work. that
4: Becky and Charlotte thing is prime example. So fast work.
2: things could turn into a work. Yeah. legit. The next day it could be a work. That's how things work.
4: That's
3: how quickly you could turn something. You could turn something into a work five minutes later. True. Of like the second two people blow up at each other, you're set, and people catch it. You are like, okay, well, we have let's money do that to be again made. because mm-hmm. all the work simply is is, uh, the, it, and I've always said this uh, as far as a work is concerned, whether or not, um something is or isn't a work you have to just ask yourself can this make money if it can um then at least you know that there's work that could be done um so turning this into a work if you did decide to go and do cm punk versus hangman adam page again yeah obviously now now, now, all of a sudden we're making now we're making some money here um and if it's people
2: that don't like each other will work together for money
3: yeah, if of by the way it's actively losing money then you have to assume not a work by mm-hmm. the way because nobody would actively cost themselves money uh which is why when uh people are like oh MJF no showing the uh the the signing definitely a work no. you know that cost them $10,000 <laughs> that were that were prepaid mhm
2: yeah, nobody yeah. wants to lose $10,000 to work the fans. No, they want to yeah, get, like, get uh, money while working uh, the fans. I know, That's like, oh, we works. got
3: over we got over <laughs> on some people on Twitter, but it costs us money to do it. <laughs> no That's way. Never That's never going to no, happen. No. That's the absolutely, worst advertising ever. So, yeah.
4: The, the other part, I don't want to stay on people's reaction to it, but right. the reaction to it was just so funny to me because I derive humor for so many different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm easily amused, if you can. Mm-hmm. not <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> So, um, people turning this into the victory lap thing, which I knew it was going to do because this is punk and people people hate punk. He's a very divisive guy. And so people turn this into the victory lap. Oh, I knew he was going to leave because they took that one blurb out of it of him threatening to leave. Bro, I don't know if you know this, but there happens to be a pay-per-view in the city of Chicago in a week. He ain't going nowhere, man. He's not going anywhere two weeks away from the pay-per-view. No and way. furthermore, um, based on what I'm assuming he's getting paid, he's not walking out on that payday. No way. No, not on money. Money is, um, money, he, is money. Yeah, it, it's not happening. So, and I mean, again, people can get their jokes off. Everything is fair game to get their jokes off. Some of the jokes, of course, are not funny. Hey, stop Stop! Tra- stop! Uh, bringing that Triple H uh, promo back out. It's still trash. He mm-hmm. still was told in the company line. Yeah. He was wrong then. He's still wrong today. Knock it off. Um, <laughs> just wanted to get that part out Some of these people there. like
2: the WWE. Ah, shut up. Yeah, just wanted to get that point out. <laughs> as, as,
4: a, as a Chicago Phil that also likes to point things out and be apologized to when I'm right. Um, That's hilarious. You know, um, yeah, No, no, no. no that, that that promo is still trash. Uh, but the other part of this that I think is also so funny is people going, well, why would he pick Hangman of all people, man? And, you know, Hangman doesn't do anything to anybody. Hangman's nice and, you know, this just shows how difficult Punk is. Those two things may be true, but I just would like to present some more evidence to the court. You don't know these people.
6: <laughs> you don't know either of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Some more evidence. laughs>
2: Phil's going crazy, man! Oh All Chicago God. Phil's this week are going nuts. I went back and <laughs> watched the. Uh, I watched a little bit of "Dance or Dynamite." And you're talking about. Um, we were both in the arena for the original the, the promo before double or nothing will and i and uh i don't particularly remember the promo super because when you're in the arena it feels different like like there's a lot going <laughs> on like you're trying to you're trying to you know do all these things you know with, when it goes into a wrestling wrestling show so i went back and watched the promo and in context like knowing everything surrounding it it is pretty spicy i thought myself mm-hmm. like the way that hangman was like coming at him and punk because punk from the jump like soon as uh Hangman starts talking. Punk's like, "Why are you so personal, dude? Like, you need to relax." Like he, he uh, from the jump, <laughs> he looked
4: yeah. from the jump. He's
2: like, "Whoa, bro, this is a wrestling. Like, I'm I, trying to build for the show. Like, you need to
4: relax." And Hangman's like,
2: "No, I'm gonna tell you why you ain't shit." And he's just like, "All so, right, like, so so, we're going
4: there." So let's get into the the content of this promo that supposedly made him upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's specifically the promo. Do you, Will? Is that? Specific? I mean, I
3: I know that the uh what took place um between multiple people uh involved god i'm like trying to pick my words right what <laughs> took place between multiple people uh afterward i believe was after that promo right um and so but it the, the, like i
2: like there, there were things building up before that and then the promo hit and then it was like, right so
4: right. so my takeaway from why he was upset at that promo, because I think people are like, oh, well, that was tame. He didn't say anything that bad about him." I don't think it's the content of the promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the fact that he felt blindsided by it, that he right. didn't know he was going to come out and say any of those things. And he was just like, yo, what is your deal? It was and like so, the uh,
2: Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels thing. Like, yeah. Like, so the I, the I, moment I, of like, oh, damn, you're saying that? You're going there? I didn't know we
4: were doing that. <laughs> I, I, I take it, and I could be wrong. My takeaway from what I've heard about it is that he felt very much like, why would you come out and say those things? And I didn't know you were gonna say that. Right. And that's possibly fair. But then, again, of course it's Phil and the way he handles it. Cause he's a, I don't know. What, what is he, what, what is his birthday, by the way? It's, <laughs> it's my, October 26th, we share the same birthday. He's a Scorpio. So he doesn't have petty cancer energy like me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no this is perfectly in in line with everything we know about punk this is how he operates and so i wasn't surprised about it uh people that are like oh well punk would never well, of course he would that's that's who he is that mm-hmm. that's what we know about him i i i said on a uh, ask rhapsody um the homie uh, trevor dame which is hilarious account by the way he was saying he said it perfectly he was like Punk is the guy that will be in a good situation where everything is working out for him, and he should be happy about something, but he'll still be upset about something from two months ago that don't (laughs) matter no more, because that's who he is. Mm -hmm. He's old school. uh, So let's get to some super chats, because uh,
3: as advertised, we have a guest coming uh, who is sitting backstage in the building, but... Get to a couple of super chats. Uh, Caden says, "On my way or on my drive to Florida right now. He's actually going to the tapings for Dark. Uh, oh, sweet!" And he says, um, "Punk and the Wrong, IMO, um, and not just going. I know, Caden, you're not actually just going to the t- the tapings in Florida. You also are going to college, but uh, it's <laughs> leaving cool. early for it. So
2: uh, uh, he might
3: be. I don't know.
2: Nobody really knows who's in the wrong at this point. Wh- wh- it, what's it's the possible wrong? They both could be in the wrong. Yeah. 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 I mean."
3: I think the the wrongest thing that I've heard from pretty much anybody on the roster is that uh, just don't do that shit without people knowing. That's, That's the main it. thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't um, work the boys. It's classic. Yeah. Uh, my buddy and I ran this down. Punk wins via low blow. Punk mock street fight. MJF returns. MJF Punk. FTR aligned in an anti-AW group. I'll say this. That's awesome. Um, I mean. So all the rumors started circulating yesterday about um, an MJF return being imminent. And all I'll say is this. Uh, A match was just announced for All Out that does happen to include a Joker. Mm, Um, I don't know if that's who it is, but that's who a lot of people um, just around the company. I talked to four people in AEW who all believe that what they said to me was, I don't know who else, if you are going to make a surprise, I don't know who else it is. If
2: the bro's not on the phone with MJF, it's crazy, and he better have, like, a crazy, bigger surprise, if that's the case.
3: Uh, Rich H said, uh, Nikita gave the call up, and Will change her name to Maga the Stallion. I, I, look, that was already out there, by the (laughs) way. That was already there. That and Booty Giuliani. Those were both already out there.
2: (laughs) Booty Giuliani (laughs) is crazy. Donald no, Rump, sweet. like both, all of those oh, are all right. No. <laughs> I gotta go. Uh,
3: Jake Salazar says, uh I think uh it was actually an eyebrow problem. Uh, what was that in reference to? Because that was like, oh, probably
4: ago. Doja. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. Leave yeah, Doja alone, yeah. alone, guys.
3: What? And Orion Ben says, hangman and catering just catching
4: strays. Damn, punk. Bro, for oh, reals, eating
2: pasta salad in the back, like, wait, L-
4: this fuck living me? his best life. Uh, <laughs> quoting Meg The Stallion after the show, he he's unbothered. I'm telling you, it was
2: that 50 cent meme. I, it w- it's fuck me,
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, Jake Salazar
3: says, Uh, what blows my mind is the hypocrites, loved one punk shot on WWE, trip. Steph, and the whole family, but now it's hangman. Oh, now it's wrong. Uh, um, wait, get the wait, fuck wait. out of here with that.
4: Wait, wait. What you got to understand the difference between that though because one's the powers that be. Exactly. Yeah. One one is one is the is seen as the face of the corporation. The other is considered a fellow guy in the locker room. That's not the, the same boys. Thing. You're supposed to be yeah. talking about like locker room unity
2: and you're doing this type of thing. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and oh, go ahead. Uh, no, sorry. Go ahead.
3: I, 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 okay. Brent says watching people think that wrestling journalists are hiding out in trash cans backstage to get news is insane, <laughs> but it's a hell of a visual. <laughs>
2: just like a little arm out the trash can with the recorder (laughs) Uh, yeah and miguel uh,
3: ortiz says i just joined the chat and started from the beginning of the podcast and how you guys forgot to put punk versus mjf from revolution in the top three great story it's
4: a great match i was there
3: yeah I was. but but think about the matches we named like that's yeah yeah, no Uh,
4: i i didn't forget about i actually thought about it because i still think punk doing that entrance at that pay-per-view is one of the top moments of the year that was great Mm mm-hmm Yes. I mean, but, you know what came off of that.
2: You know, my like, yeah, I mean, my bread and butter, my claim to fame. I tell people randomly in conversation when I made Tim Punk cry off of that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, come on, man. This this is also we're officially a year into his time at AEW. And I did see a lot of people going, was it worse than to bring it in? Yes. What are we talking about? Yeah. One million percent. A yeah, come on. What are you talking about? Yes.
3: But we've got a guest.
2: Yes, And we're going to talk to our guest
3: right now. I'm Mm -hmm. very excited to talk to this man. He is going to be performing this coming week. He's a performer that you have likely become very familiar with, even Mm -hmm. if you just recently got a chance to watch him perform on AEW Dark. Um, Or
2: as a stripper on Raw. I mean, it could be a number of things. Yeah.
3: Uh, that's right. And we can see him gearing up backstage. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the front man. Switch that up. <laughs> that's my black Goldberg,
6: You know what yes. I mean? And he's poking me up. I'm breathing the smoke, you know? I can wall. I'm ready to go.
2: Hey, it's the Black Wrestlers Matter champion, the champion of all the black people in the building, Jossie. What's C. going on, Colorful? My boy, man, man. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. I know Phil's excited already because you were trained by somebody that he talks about on every single episode of Grapsy Sorry. that we've ever had. He's a very big fan of one of your trainers, Seth Rollins, trained at that Black and Brave Academy Tell us a little bit about training with Seth Rollins because a lot of people probably don't know that's where you got your little start.
6: Yeah, man. Most most of the time when people ask me where I was uh, uh, trained by, I tell them I got trained by a black architect named Tyler. <laughs> 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 it's it's yeah. pretty much it, man. It's pretty yeah. much it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, Pardon me. I'm going to try to center this a little bit. You know, I got the one and only front man uh, uh, set here. How many, oh. many cats that y'all talk to have their own set already queued up? Not that many, bro. No, that's... Just that's you good. and
2: Baron Black.
6: <laughs> just me and Baron Black. Baron Black, got that. he got that, that terminus money for his sake. <laughs> he a little stingy over
2: I uh, No, give it up, Baron.
6: <laughs> but no, no, the training at, at the Black and the Brave, man, listen, when I, I, I... Growing up, I always knew I wanted to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. So... I was all naturally always looking for a way in. Like I'd be Googling as young as like 13 years old, somebody uh, around here to train there. There was a guy, Raslin Rick. I remember he had this really crappy purple uh, uh, website that he probably paid somebody to make for him. But uh, I, I went from looking at Raslin Rick to looking at uh, Booker T's place to looking at mm. uh, uh, Lance Storm. And then I was working at Rucker's, man, as a bartender. And a group of guys came in. And uh, it was so serendipitous because the night prior, uh, uh, Seamus, Jinder Mahal, and uh, Drew McIntyre all came in also. I served them beer. They didn't tip anything. But, you know, (laughs) we'll talk about that down the road, fella. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's got to be the catalyst
3: for a feud down the road. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, John, ja don't forget. John, ja don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: But it, it, and I, I, the, the next night after those guys came in, there was a group of guys that were movers, and there were some regulars by then. And one of the guys was this big old blonde-haired dude. He looked like he was being cast in the next Hulk Hogan movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he looked like. I can't remember his name. but uh, forgive me if you're watching. Um, but he had told me he was going to be training down at the Black and Brave. And which was funny because as a kid, guys, I didn't know too much about indie wrestling. I knew mm-hmm. I knew Eric Cannon because he was local. I knew hi, hi. Uh, uh, AJ Styles. C I I knew the names. And then me and my brother thought Black and Brave, the tag team, was funny for two white guys.
5: Mm-hmm. Two skinny white guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was
6: that was it. That was it. Um, mm. but then he told me he was going down there to train, and I was like, Well, shoot, man, if this ain't a sign, I don't know what it is. And the, the following uh year, the following January, it went January to January 2016, went down there, trained for 13 weeks, and let me tell you, dude, greatest decision I've ever made in my life. I remember vividly, there was a day uh about two, three weeks in, and first of all, the first two nights from in ring training. Gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Ain't nothing to joke about. All right. (laughs) Especially let me put this in context, especially if you are electing to be trained by at the time, the best in the world, right? Nobody can argue that in 2016, except for the fact that he was down with a knee injury. Mm -hmm. he's down with a knee injury as the champion at the time just rehabbing himself so let me put this into context for you so not only am I going to be trained by the best in the world I'm being trained by the best in the world who had his moment his time on top taken from him so he's pissed off he's bitter he's angry and he's vengeful so all of our workouts all of the warm-ups he's taking that all out on us Mm -hmm. it's 300 burpees if you hit the rope the wrong way okay listen man but in this world that we are living in of uber sensitive and i don't want to sound too macho uh but I react well to that beating that he he would mm-hmm. uh, you know in instill on us. Like mm-hmm. that that tough training stuff. I, I'm an amateur wrestler, dude. So right. like that, that I was a terrible football player, but I was on the team. But that that level of communication and coaching and training and, and uh uh the level of expectation, I mess with that so heavy, dude. So heavy. You ain't getting a pat on the back or an attaboy. For, for being a, 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 an average contributor down right. at the Black and Brave uh, Wrestling Academy.
2: That's what's up. Damn, that's an amazing story to hear. So, yeah, we got this show next week. Black Wrestlers Matter. Is it next week or two weeks? Uh, we got two, two weeks, weeks, man. Two weeks.
3: Two weeks. Sorry. Two, yeah, weeks. Yes. Two, weeks. Two, uh, two
2: members yeah. of this show are going to be in Chicago. Well, one lives in Chicago all the time and never, never changes.
4: Yeah, you've got uh, you've got, uh Opponent, who is a Chicago native, by the way, wow. in, JD, in JDX. Uh, he, wow, he is, he is, <laughs> and, and it's 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 cute
6: and it's 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 fun to have the, the the Kanye West homecoming thing, the video package for the kid coming down there to challenge for the championships. It's awesome. And you can go back on the Internet and you can find anything that I've said about uh, JDX. I'm usually putting him over. I'm usually giving him the attaboy because he showcases the work ethic that I uh, uh, deem worthy of being a champion, except for the fact that I'm the front man. Being that I'm the front man, I also think it's hilarious that we're going to be at his hometown of Chicago. Yet anytime AEW, the place that he's been knocking on the door to get into comes to my hometown, he's in their inbox trying to get on, you know, playing the the, the hometown kid thing. I I just think it's rather convenient. You know what I mean? Like everything that is about to happen for Justin is, is, uh, oh, this was meant to be. So everybody should hop on board and believe in him. Because he's the hometown boy. This is meant to be. Fuck, man. Come on. Come
4: on. I mean, what? Well, Chicago bad, is that...
6: my town. AAW Pro <laughs> Tag Team Champion of the World alongside our culture's Talk greatest about it. wrestler in the world. Speak AJ on H. it. That's mm. my champion. Yep. Speaking on it. Justin's?
2: Man. But di- didn't you and Justin just, I was just gonna team say, up I just very recently I'm on
6: AAW? right? <laughs> man. Hey, hey, they came up to me in catering and said, hey, I know you don't mess with J.D. job, but is it okay with you? If you go out in front of your public, take my guys' private party and tuck them under your wing, wow. sit them under that learning tree mm-hmm. and, and take, add Justin to that lot, can mm-hmm. you can you carry those guys? And you know what I said? I said, you know what Tony, Tony, tone. I got you. And I did such a awesome job at that. Uh, it, you know, I slipped on a banana peel and things didn't go exactly how I wanted them to that night, but fact still remains. Everybody was there because of me, you know, and, and, and I ended up going one-on-one with Christopher Daniels the week, the week later, man. Like that's, mm. that was another one that should have gone my way, but I digress. I'm rambling. I'm on a tangent. I've lit <laughs> my leaders. Take me where y'all want
3: yeah, me to and, uh, be. How, how did you like working? Uh, I mean, that was uh, the Target Center, right? Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how was that?
6: It's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, do you want another story? I don't want to yes. go on too many tangents. No, man. no, please, no we please. That's what story. you're here for. Well, yeah. yeah. shoot, dude. Mm-hmm. Listen, that was the second time ever that that happened. So I'm going to tell you a story from the first time when I went one-on-one with Andrade El Idolo. You know, Ooh. Charlotte's baby boy. And... I'm standing in the middle of the ring. And I I should also I should also put this in context because it was it was a, that was a very special moment for me. That's mm-hmm. that's where
3: Oh this is um, the same arena too. This was in uh the Target Center, right?
6: Yes, this is okay. in the Target Center. And and that weekend, uh I was going to be see or I went to I was going to be wrestling at first half for the first oh, time nice. in my life. And I'm a Minnesota boy, Michael Jackson and Prince. Fan, till I die, purple rain mm-hmm. is my ish. And if you haven't seen that, I don't know how black you are. First, app is an <laughs> integral. <laughs> it's an integral part. Will, this well, country. well, <laughs> listen, children, uh, you youngins. Uh, it, it first app is an integral part of our culture and our community up here. And uh, first wrestling has been running there for years, man. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to wrestling, first wrestling. Yeah. Yes, to be wrestling for them for the first time ever in in this building that I've dreamed about wrestling in since I was a kid. Oh, stellar. Next night after that, went across the street, which would be a Saturday night. I might have the days and the orders wrong, but I I know this is how it went. Um, I went to see Dave Chappelle in concert at Target Center. Wow. And and it wasn't just a comedy concert. He's fighting the power right now. (laughs) And he brought out some heavy hitters. Justin Bieber and Usher showed up. Insane. (laughs) Insane. And 48 hours either prior or uh, uh, following that, I'm standing in the center of that building with all this stuff going on. And I'm looking up at section 202 and I'm looking up at section 202 at the very tip top because I can't tell you how many times my mama paid her last few dollars for me and my little brother to get the program to sit up there and watch Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman terrorize The Undertaker and his pregnant wife, Sarah. Mm -hmm. It's a dream come true. And it's insane to me sometimes how i go through my life like these memories don't just sit in my head but they are triggered and they're, they're they're very powerful when they when they come about um and in that moment working with andrade looking at that section that was the moment where it all just kind of hit and um i felt like i was on one that night i i wish that um i wish that i could have kept him out there a little bit longer but the guy's just too spry you know what i mean mm-hmm. just real quick next time it, it's it's a it's a dream come true man it's uh, amazing crazy
2: yeah so uh as we can see as we can hear frontman jossie is always on like you 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 use your character at all times like it's never there's never a time when you're going to be talking to john in a public light where it's not that how important was it for you to use character not just being a a pro wrestler. That's great at pro wrestling, but having character, having promos, having all these things extra to get your name in it in out there. How important was that from the beginning? To um, do
6: incredibly important because, like I said, I studied this since I was a child. Mm-hmm. I've not watched this. I've studied it since I was mm-hmm. a child. What works the best? Not I want to do that. What works the best? And since I was a child, watching. The Rock, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, you put them cats in a blender, man, it, it's hard to make a better wrestler. I throw like a Mick Foley in there for a little bit of edge for that for that little wrestler drink. But it's hard to it's hard to to, to not. Um, it's hard to study this and obsess over wanting to be so. Something at it and not understand what it takes to be that something does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah but that, michael yeah. jackson was and I, i'm so sorry to make this comparison that you yeah, front man is michael jackson not <laughs> but michael jackson is not watching james brown and jackie wilson just because they're good at dancing they've captivated him and he is studying them he's picking apart every little uh all of it where where does it fit the best you know and I have found personally in doing that I I kind of am doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say that I'm phony or fake. Never that. Never that. But I'm working with you. We're we're doing we're doing this thing right here, you know. Um I don't know, man. I just I feel a lot too. So it's like right. it, there's, it there's there's the studying aspect and there's that side that is. Trying to be something so great, but then there's also that side of me that, if I'm feeling the moment, I'm feeling the moment.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, I'm just usually always feeling the moment, right?
4: Speaking of feeling the moment, uh one of my favorite things you've done during the pandemic era, when a lot of other guys were getting signed, a lot of other guys that were on Black Wrestling Matter shows, like you know Airwolf, who now is Darius Martin, and a lot of your other friends were signed. And you did this great vignette where it was like, you know, when is it my time? You know, seeing all these other guys get their moment, you know, how do you put together some of those vignettes? Because a lot of them Mm -hmm. are so good. Yeah. (laughs) Cats out the bag, man.
6: You're watching it. (laughs) I think that my approach with wrestling is it's it's not earth shattering or, 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 or world breaking, but, um, I think I'm going to be taking a yeah, I kind of, are, I, I think I am taking a very, um, open book approach, uh, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, uh, and, uh, I didn't want to do that. I, like, I didn't, mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be the rock, like mm-hmm. the coolest cat, Johnny black Johnny Bravo, like the coolest guy in the room, like who doesn't everybody. But not everybody can be the coolest guy in the room. Sometimes I am, but most of the time I'm operating from that feeling that I've talked about. And uh, those vignettes are just visual uh, adaptations of exactly what I'm going through at the moment. You know, it's kind of weird or it, it, to to like navigate in, in my space that way because there's so many different layers that we are communicating with as, as wrestlers. It's like, we need to do something out here tonight. We got a job that we're about to do. I want to be better than you. But at the same time, this is our place of work. So I can't always wear my feelings on my sleeves. So it's like, but everybody I am working with knows that that's exactly how I operate. So it's kind of like mind bending and mind boggling because I know everybody I'm interacting with knows like, oh, this is that envious motherfucker. You know, Mm this is that that jealous motherfucker. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. He's competitive as shit. I know him. You know, it's like, I think if you're talking to me and or or if, you know, there's a great match and I'm about to go up and the guy who just had that great match is passing me by. If he looks me in the eye and I say good match, he knows exactly
4: what I mean. Right. Do you follow? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, speaking of good match, Black Roses Matter, on the first show, I felt like you got you and Airwolf had the best match on that card. I love that um, match. And I feel like you have been like the breakout star of this promotion since the beginning. Um, having that showing in the first one and then becoming the champion the next year. Um, but JDX has been right on your heels all along because JDX main evented the first show and then and then of course you guys had the match for the title in the second time. And now you're gonna have the rematch this year. Um, I don't know. What do you guys have planned and how do you top last year's match?
6: Uh first off, I wanna I wanna recognize and acknowledge uh Darius Martin, who is down with an injury right now. Yeah, yep.
4: um, dude's
6: had a, My a, dude. a bad string of he's had a bad string of luck thus far, but I when I tell you guys that are going to be something pretty dang special in the business one day, that's a guy to look out for. That's Definitely. like, that's like Dr. Dre level mind, but in, 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 in the world of pro wrestling. Um, and the question is that how, how am I going to top last year's with, with JDX? Was that, is that the question Who that question. Did you yeah. asked to a front man? I'm gonna be Nike baby and just do it. That's what I do. Ain't that that Shawn Michaels clip of uh, back in the day where he's like, "The question is always, how's he gonna top it? How's how are you gonna beat that?" Well, because I can't <laughs> say less.
3: Hey, Van Twin Blade said, "Shout out to Jossie's promo at the Black Wrestlers Matter St. Louis show, Heat Magnet."
5: Mm-hmm.
6: I do. You see them flames behind me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... Eat your heart out, Maxwell.
2: I loved it you talked a little bit about aaw that's something very important with you and one of the best wrestlers in the history of wrestling ACH are the tag team champions how did you and ACH come together how did you guys become the champions and how important is it to be partners with some with the veteran that's so important to independent wrestling to wrestling in general
6: man. I don't want to kill y'all with these tangents and stories. <laughs> um, it was a Berwin Eagles show, actually, that I was incredibly late for. I couldn't remember the date. I'd have to check the calendar. But, again, I have been knocking on the door to AAW since I broke in the business. You know, Danny Daniels, the guy that owns that joint, uh, he uh, he trained my trainers. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of this expectation that, that was often shoot away, but there was an expectation amongst my my contemporaries in training that you get through your training, you do your little stint at SCW Pro out there in Davenport and Moline, and then eventually you migrate over to AAW and you get cultivated and, and, and molded into the superstar of tomorrow like we've seen done for Tommaso Trampa, Pinto El Cerro Miero, uh, Sammy Cal... All those guys hit that AAW in that year and then, boom, skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that was kind of our thing. And like, I, I was just, I had a a hard time finding myself um, or at least communicating myself whilst trying to get that spot back there in 2016 and 17. So I spent a lot of time just setting up and not doing anything. So when I finally did start to get a recurring spot and opportunity in 2020 ish, 2021, um, yeah, I'd say more so 2021, more than anything. Mm-hmm. When I started to get that opportunity. I'm not expecting anything aside from a, a, a little six minute slot for you to show me what you got before anybody is in the building or a scrambled extravaganza where nothing matters and you're just right. one of seven dudes. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm expecting. And I showed up to this Bourbon Eagles show late expecting that. And Danny Daniels came up to me and he slapped me on the back and he said, all right, kid, you're going one-on-one with ACH tonight. Wow. Man, that's, that's crazy. And I can't watch that match back. I started to fairly soon afterwards because...
2: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
6: In the opening bit, the opening, uh, uh, you know, when, when we get started, I, uh, I can see, I can see the, 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 the young, hungry, punk, who will say anything to get your attention or, or do anything, but he doesn't really know what he's doing. I I Mm -hmm. can see that. and, And I'm desperately trying to figure it out. And as you, as the match goes along, I know this because I was in it. I'm learning it from him. And it's hard to put into words exactly what it is that I am learning, but it's, 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 I've never had that realization quite like that. And, um, the following month, I should add to that. I was a cancellation sub. He was supposed oh. to be going, uh, he was supposed to be wrestling, I, I want to say Matt Fitchett that night.
5: Mm-hmm. But
6: Fitchett had had car troubles, and uh, I ended up getting subbed in. Went great, right? Uh, next show, if you're familiar with AAW Pro, you know, the besties, that's, that's uh, uh, you know, Fitchett, Vega, and then uh, ACH. These guys are real-life best friends. They're always yeah. tag-teaming. They were supposed to do a tag team again. Guys couldn't travel. Slot Jai in as the tag team partner to ACH to go up against the champions in our first tag team match at Logan Square Auditorium. Match was awesome. Didn't go our way, but we had a good showing. We had a showing that was good enough that we seemed like contenders. And we got another opportunity to do that with, Against uh, Mike Outlaw and Camaro Jackson, awesome, talented dudes down there in St. Great City. guys, you know. Uh, um, and I think it was in that match where ACH looked at me and was like, "All right, we might have another crack at the championships," and uh, we decided to give it another go. And I'm just happy that <laughs> I was able to carry up my end of the bargain. You know, he believed that I was somebody that he could tag team with and and garner championship gold. And now he is a a, a triple crown champion, uh, if not a grand slam champion. I'm um, terrible with statistics, but he, <laughs> he, he, you know what I mean. Like I get to be along for that ride, right? And it may we may not know this, we may not know this right now, but ACH right now is probably most definitely in the most important part of his career. And I think that that's going to be, I think that's going to be more um, evident and we're, we're going to learn more why this time right now is more important. We will learn that in, in due time, but um, I got some, I got some thoughts and and feelings that, uh, you know, what we're seeing is going to be great. amazing yeah, awesome I mean, <laughs> no that
3: that's i mean no that story just got me that was yeah that was great
4: yeah I, I think that's like a similar story that i've heard jdx tell about his match on the first black wrestlers matter show that he actually wasn't supposed to wrestle ach in the main event and that happened last minute um, really yeah
2: all right. <laughs> yeah, that's right y'all are we just keep coming back around to this very important show this very important yeah because it's very important wow.
6: september 2nd blackout yes. frontman jesse is going manuel chapel with jdx the kid who thinks he's got the goods to take my spot at the top of mount olympus and it ain't gonna happen yeah
4: uh yeah, i feel like i have, have, to have to make it
3: happen to- now you know what <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to make it happen now. Like make him uh, make him beat me? No, 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 I mean, in, <laughs> no. I mean, no. I mean, getting there. I mean, okay. actually getting to the show now. Of course, you do. Cool. What do you mean? Yeah, no. Like, so here's the thing. My flight was originally scheduled to get in Saturday, so. If I sleep in my car, I can pull <laughs> off getting there
4: Friday. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's going to be worth it. it. It'll, it'll, it'll all be worth, be worth it. it. Um, yeah, and this is actually, I've been following Black Wrestlers Matter since day one, and this is actually the first show I'm going to get to go to because it's here in Chicago. Um, oh, so super great. excited for that. If you guys are here for All Out, there's a great show to check out on Friday night. Um, looks like a great card so far. A lot of talented Black wrestlers that are probably going to show up somewhere else a lot of black wrestlers that showed up on that first show have ended up places like AEW and this guy right here should be at a major promotion. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. He's let, tremendous.
2: Let's talk about it. John, ja. what, what, what do you have? What are the goals? What's in your future? Where do you want to go with this? You want to be, do you want to be at the shining lights? 90,000 people, WrestleMania, middle of the ring against someone. Do you want to be an AEW superstar? Do you want to be a movie star? Like what, what's, What's the end goal here? Where are you going with this?
6: I wanted to, I wanted to keep secrets and, and let y'all just watch me blow up and go where <laughs> I want to go and just be like, dang. Uh, but this part is more fun. Um yeah. I, I I was actually just there in Dallas uh mm. for, for WrestleMania backstage doing doing the uh uh you know doing that little song and dance. Thanks. Shout out to the coach. Yeah. Um and boy, oh boy, they they convince you. <laughs> they convince you. I bet, I bet. <laughs> um listen, what was what's that sting bar? The only thing that's sure about jaws, nothing's for sure. Uh, I mean,
5: yeah, and we actually I do know
6: that, that I will be in Chicago at uh September 1st through September 4th that whole weekend, that all-out weekend down there in Chicago, and I'll be showing them that, uh, you know, there's only one man that can lay claim to being the biggest superstar of tomorrow, and you are looking at him, gentlemen.
3: Van Twinblade says, come to Glory Pro, Ja. Put Mike through a table for being a traitor. I'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Glory
2: Pro. Call him. Yeah,
3: call him. Yeah. Call me though. Don't. Yeah, we no. want to see Ja everywhere we can, until we're only seeing him one place, and that's on our TV screens, wherever that is, or
6: movie theater. Will or movie theater. Okay, okay, or movie theater. It could be in wherever. Fast and
2: Furious Fifteen. I don't know.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might, I might write, whip up a, a, a front man franchise.
3: Yeah, I, I like yeah.
6: that. That could work. Yeah,
3: love it. Ja, thank you for being here with us. Uh, anything you want
6: to plug coming out of here? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I will be in Like I said, Chicago, all of uh, the first week of September, uh, uh, you catch me at AAW Pro defending the Tag Team Championships alongside ACH against the former champions. This will be our first uh, championship defense against Hammerstone and Ace Perry, who ooh, I ooh. have made a habit out of whipping on for the past six years of my career. Yes. Uh, September 2nd. You can catch yours truly going Mano El Chapo with JDX for the Black Wrestlers Matter Championship at Logan Square Auditorium. Uh, September the 4th, I will be in catering. (laughs) (laughs) September 10th, for the first time since 1995. The mole of America oh, yeah. will be to professional wrestling and sports entertainment independently, and you can catch yours truly rocking the same building that Ric Flair, Brian Pillman, and uh, uh, Sting, Lex Luger showed up in. Yeah. Lex I'm wearing a blouse. For him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's hot mall of america september 10th first time since 1995 oh my god that's gonna be an amazing show where could we watch that? is that gonna be streaming how could we uh watch that Dino? You know uh
6: that'll be streaming i believe they mostly first is mostly uh, uh smart mark so I can't, right. I can't speak on that but there okay. will be more news if you check out and you follow both my uh social media on uh at frontman jaw everywhere as well as at first wrestling Everywhere F one R S T, um, y- you'll you'll know. I wish I could tell you right now. Sorry, man. Twenty twenty. We'll figure it out though. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> hey Jossie, one of the most charismatic people in
3: all of independent wrestling right now. uh Jia, thank you for being here with
6: us. Right, thank you, you, boys. I love this stuff. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ja. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: he's stuck. Nope, we still here. he's still here. No, he's still here. Yep, nope. <laughs> that
2: was great. No, that was John, great. It was great. I love John. What, a guy. what great. a guy. Uh,
3: and let's catch back up on the uh, the the super chizats because there's a whole lot here. Um, that's where... character
2: work right here. That's how you, wrestlers. That's how you get on a show. And man, I yourself. cannot say enough. Again, man, on, I, know I yes. said it
4: while I was here, but. Sign this man. He is I'm saying, his, bro, you saw what he did. You
2: see what he can do. He can do that and more. He has to be on TV somewhere.
4: Yes.
3: Uh, Let's see. We got uh, Miguel Ortiz. Say, oh, wait, we read that oh, one. Oh, we already right? watched yeah, that one. Yeah, we read that one. Uh, I'm, getting to, I'm, I'm trying to catch it back up to where I was. Uh, Chris says, if y'all want to laugh, go on one of your old vids, hit transcription, and look at how YouTube transcribes Reg's intro. Funny <laughs> as hell. I haven't oh, seen I this, see but yeah, that I got to yeah. <laughs> see That sounds hilarious. Yeah, I got to see that. Let's see. EVP of Talent Relations, head of creative, says, I've never been into punk. Dynamite changed that.
4: Hey. I mean, and look, the, I, I hate that that's kind of got lost in the fact that Dynamite was great this week. That Dynamite opening show was oh, fire. Yeah. yeah. The opening segment was great. Um, and the thing I thought... Yeah, when was-
2: Mox eventually came in, it was hot. Like, it, it was a d- great, yeah, I thought, a great promo. I thought
4: the whole segment was great. And the thing I loved about it is they, they rarely do show, uh, uh, what do you call it? Segments that continue throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was cool that we got another pull apart later in the night. And then, of course, they announced that we're getting the match next week.
3: Yeah. No, nah, I think they, uh... I like that they did that for one. Uh, yeah. I agree. I think it is something that, is cool. that they need to do a lot more of, um, doing the uh, continuing threads throughout the show. Um, yeah. That I I like that AEW is a variety show. I even liked what Kenny Omega addressed, uh, talking about how. Uh, when he said, "The thing about AEW is this is what we always wanted to present. If you don't like six man tag wrestling, that's okay. You're gonna get, you know, maybe a hardcore match in the show. Like it, we have variety, and that's one thing that Miro's always talked about them as a company that they offer um, so many different styles of wrestling that there isn't just to come here do this. There's only one way to do it, and it's this mm-hmm. way. Like nah, you want some lucha style wrestling? We well, may get that too, um, and so uh, that's cool. But sometimes I do want to see a continuing arc." throughout the show, or at least if something was addressed early on, I don't want to wait till next week to get a follow-up. Right. Like, yeah. Give me a little bit more in the show. Yeah. Um, now the, the issue of course, is that I don't want to like dwell on something, an entire show. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, don't beat you it to the you, ground. You have to, you have to strike a balance. Mm-hmm. But I will say like my all time favorite episode of raw had a, not only continuing crazy thread throughout the show, but uh, also had, but the thread multiple threads that you thought were separate ended up threading together. Mm -hmm. And what I'm referring to is it's the November 6, 2000 episode of Raw that took place in Houston, Texas. Uh, And that show started with... This is how many things threaded together on that show that you would have had no idea were even supposed to be tied together. But I feel like this was a little bit of like Chris Kresge's kind of genius writing at the time. But you had this feud that had been brewing for weeks between, it was Triple H feuding with Chris Benoit. And Chris Benoit had gone and recruited um, his former teammates, the radicals to reteam. So Hunter was like, well, and so at the other, on the other end, there's so many threads that all went together, right? So China had already had a beef with Eddie Guerrero. And which then they brought Billy Gunn into and Road Dogg kind of had a beef with Dean Malenko. So it was like, well, this makes sense. If uh, the radicals are over here, reteaming DX needs to reteam. And so there was that arc, right? But then also Triple H had this like side feud kind of going on with Kurt Angle. He had a beef with Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle kept trying to get with Stephanie. And so he's got this issue here with Kurt Angle going on. But then on the other end of things, Kurt Angle was the WWF champion who had just defeated (laughs) The Rock. And so
2: um, there was a lot going on. Kurt Mm -hmm. Kurt
3: Angle was feuding with The Rock, right? Yeah. Uh, And Kurt Angle had just won the title from The Rock. But The Rock was also just recently implicated by Rikishi, who ran down Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) and so all of this shit tied together, right? And so on this one episode of Raw, like, finally all implodes, where the show starts out with Vince McMahon coming out telling people, you need to vote, because it was the night before the election, and it basically was like Bush propaganda. And then the... uh, And, like, Kurt Angle comes (laughs) out and is like... uh, um, yeah, Kurt Angle comes to the ring and, and cuts a promo on Austin and cuts a promo on Texas and talks about how you guys all support George W. Bush even though he's a drunk and gets people to, to cheer Bush Um, like I said it was like a whole Bush propaganda like opening 10 minutes remember right? guys WWE is apolitical <laughs> is mm-hmm. apolitical so uh, but it's great shit right because uh, so here we kind of have Austin and Angle having a little bit of their beef and so the match is made for later in the night Steve Austin and The Rock versus Kurt Angle and Rikishi, but Austin can't trust the rock because the rock's been implicated as the, uh, the, the guy who was behind running down Steve Austin. So then later in the night and we get the first hint at where things are going, we see, uh, triple H is backstage saying, I want my hands on the radicals. He's talking to commissioner Foley and Foley says, look, if you find some partners, you can have the radicals tonight. Now, triple H is like, all right, I, I, I know some partners. And then Austin happens to walk by and he's like, what's this? You teaming me with The Rock tonight. Um, and, uh, and Triple H looks over at Austin and goes, hey, you know what they say, Austin, DTA. Don't trust anybody. He walks off. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, Hunter's backstage talking to Road Dogg and he's like, okay, um, uh, I think we need to get the guys back together. DX for- reforms. DX faces the Radicals four on four, middle of the night. Um, and DX beats the Radicals. Uh, it was a big reunion moment. They, had, they did the intro. They, they did all of that. DX beats the Radicals. But then right after DX beats the Radicals, Kurt Angle comes down and ambushes Triple H uh, because they had their beef going still. And uh, so that happens, right? Rock is walking backstage. He gets ambushed. Somebody takes out The Rock. So suddenly now it's Austin versus Angle and Rikishi. But only if Austin uh, – it's a handicap match unless Austin can find a partner. And some main event ends up being Austin uh, in a handicap match with Rikishi and Kurt Angle. And just as, you know, it seems like the, tape, the, the deck is stacked against Austin, Hunter's music hits. Hunter runs down and attacks Kurt Angle because they got their beef going from earlier in the night. And then Hunter grabs a sledgehammer like he's about to attack Kurt Angle and then hits Austin and mm-hmm. reveals that he was the guy behind running
5: him down. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. And
3: that whole thread. All of that shit, like all of the DX stuff. You're like, wait, wait, wait. What about all the DX stuff? You were literally just doing a feud with DX and the Radicals, and Hunter was a babyface like half an hour ago, <laughs> and he turned heel, revealed he was behind everything. They literally, like, six months of threads all came together in one episode. It was fucking great. It's my favorite episode of Raw, and <laughs> I still to this day can't get over how much shit. All tied together from this one episode, and so it is Amazing. weird to think about that. My favorite episode of television ties all these things together, but my favorite wrestling TV show right now literally ties nothing together, Doesn't and it's just that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
4: but again, I feel like, though. I feel yeah.
3: like wrestling in general hasn't done things like that in a long time. We're literally up and down the show, everything threads together. That's been Like, WWE hasn't done that in forever. Um, My brother even brought up to me recently, he was like, when is the last time that the entire roster was encapsulated in a storyline? Because that used to be a regular thing. And then it kind of got run into the ground, right? Because, you know, NWO, that was, the entire roster was encapsulated in WCW versus the NWO. Um, And then WWF basically was like, we need to steal that. And they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, entire roster is encapsulated in the ministry versus the corporation versus uh, you know, the, all the faction warfare stuff, but it's the whole roster is encapsulated in that mm-hmm. or McMahon Helmsley versus the whole roster or uh, the Alliance versus WWF. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a lot, but then I feel like they felt like they did that so much from like 95 till like Oh two, that it's been a long time since then that mm-hmm. um, like it, it, TNA has, has tried to pull that off just, they're TNA but um, at, at the time they were TNA it's like okay you're doing the Aces and 8 stuff and it's, I guess is oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but is <laughs> fine um, but
5: <laughs> but for I'm the most part buddy. I feel like
3: yeah. a mm-hmm. whole like the whole roster being encapsulated in one big storyline hasn't been done in a long time right. and I would be curious to see how that can be pulled off again I feel like WWE like almost attempted it two years ago with Retribution and it like oh, sucked um, but <laughs> i know right so i mean it in a sense of like where it's good and everybody is interested in like how this entire major storyline that's taken over the whole roster uh goes down and it's been a long time um jake says dax's tweet that said punk bullied me into this <laughs> oh.
4: Yo, dax and cash's tweets recently have been real saucy that that mm-hmm. tweet of them uh drinking backstage uh and saying toast to tribute acts. Yeah, yeah. We're
2: I mean, which side do you think the boys are on? The MFTR boys. So
4: probably uh things are probably, gonna
2: get very interesting around here. Probably
4: on the same side with uh one Charles Montgomery Punk. <laughs> I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh Charlton Michael Punk. Um
3: mm-hmm. we have uh <laughs> Alex says Charlton uh, <laughs> <to> me, <laughs> uh something big has to happen at all out because of wwe shows and in chicago and looking like a weaker card than usual
4: which Um, card is weak i i don't know (laughs) uh uh, well i mean they haven't announced all the matches yet um it doesn't look like a weak card so far i mean it i I guess it depends on what are the other championship matches um but we'll see
3: yeah um you have a feeling there's going to be some changes. Uh, like I suppose, if you look at what's officially booked right now, sure it's a weak card. Of course it is. Um, you have, Ain't nothing booked yet. You got the Pinnacle's, uh, the Pinnacle versus uh, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt, and Thunder Rosa oh, yeah, versus Tony that. Storm. Those are the two matches yeah. official for the card.
2: Yeah. One's um, a rematch so, and one's a rampage match. And I, I don't oh.
3: think that the Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm match is actually happening as advertised yeah um, it, it's definitely getting changed
4: because four-way dance probably because uh, i mean this week and then the and then she's getting week. the
3: match with with kylan king speaking of which shout out kylan king getting uh basically going out making a name for herself uh and and this is why i feel pretty good about say allen angels and what he's mm-hmm. doing right now right because yep. Ky, because kylan king kind of laid the blueprint for that of like yeah i could stick around here in aw and basically just continue to be like a feeder for people Or, like, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go make a name for myself. I'm going to show people that I have something to offer here. And then, hopefully, either come back or get signed elsewhere. uh, Proven to the world who I feel I am. And that is a thing I think most wrestlers should do. I think, and I've been screaming that for years. Because I said, look, I wanted to see Dolph Ziggler do that. Like, look, you were just toiling away here. Like, leave Go prove your worth. Because you know who really laid the foundation for that? Drew McIntyre. Yep. Drew McIntyre was like he, he I could everybody sit around, that this like, week on Monday. Yeah, like I could sit around here being uh three man band or uh and then he got released anyway. I'm sure he would have probably been happy to just be like, look, just continue paying me. But like right. honestly, what he went and did was he uh showed the world that now i'm drew mcintyre i have a mm-hmm. lot to offer like i'm fucking tall as shit and uh i'm a big guy top guy that's yeah, what he I did can... he went
2: to impact and showed that he could be a top guy and then he came yeah, back to he's... wwe and they saw that he was a top guy
3: yeah he yeah. worked the indies he worked ring of honor like he was doing shit like drew yeah. mcintyre was out there uh mm-hmm. and also cody rhodes cody yep. rhodes is another one who laid the blueprint for look if you're not happy in your position fucking leave mm-hmm. leave and uh go do go prove it go prove to the world what you have to offer and uh and prove prove them wrong if you're not in the right position if you're not in the position you feel like you should be in go prove it go prove that you've got more to offer and then come back um Mm -hmm. and let them see what they're missing and like i said i feel like kylan just did that
4: definitely Uh, great great match on the nwa pay-per-view with uh camille Mm -hmm. by the way if Mm -hmm. people haven't seen it, really and shout out
2: to uh alan angels i saw him the last two days at west coast pro and he's doing really great out there on the independent wrestling scene. So, yeah, he's doing that, too. Soon enough, he'll be back with higher higher stakes, higher fanfare, higher things. It's lift one. Yeah, exactly. No, no this
3: is – I mean, it's almost a perfect formula, right? It's like, look, go make a little bit of a name for yourself. Uh, and if you're not – get like, if you come in and, and get pushed immediately, great. But if you come in and you, you kind of find yourself being a little bit of an enhancement act, but you at least have a name to yourself, go use that name to then – uh show what you have to offer in the ring mm-hmm. i think there's there's i think it's the best formula we've seen it work um uh, i think cody has essentially i think he laid the biggest groundwork for it i think mm-hmm. he like lashley drew too. Is, we
2: haven't mentioned lashley did yeah, that lashley too. He is a great week and came back with, yeah drew is a man. great
3: example and and drew cody lashley like there's great mm-hmm. examples of proving your worth and uh i love it i love and it
2: and and as far as all out i think uh what they what could potentially be happening is gonna be hot. Like we could potentially have a Will Osprey match. We could potentially have Pack defending this championship. I think we're gonna get Vers- Will Ospreay
3: versus Pack. I think. Yeah, that's, exactly.
2: Uh, that's I mean like yo, you know what I'm saying? Brian Danielson's supposed to be wrestling Chris Jericho. Like, there's gonna be it's gonna uh, be hot. Yeah,
4: I, I, I think Brave three times in Chicago <laughs> this year. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'll
3: get Osprey and Pac. I think we'll get uh the I think the world title is just still going to be Punk versus Moxley. I mm-hmm. sense shenanigans on uh, Wednesday. Um, mm. It may be like a, a
4: time limit draw. Time limit. I think time limit. Draw.
3: Uh, I
2: really hope not, though. I just yeah, I, d- I, like I don't want that any that shenanigans. That like this is t- not the time for shenanigans after all this.
3: I know, but uh, <laughs> it's like look, you only have two weeks, less than two weeks till the pay per view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I do think that, like I said before, I think MJF is going to be in the casino ladder match. I think he's the joker. Um, And I I love the casino ladder match, by the way. I'm a big fan of that match and the concept of uh, having essentially taking the money in the bank and making it grow. I think that's a great concept Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, the mystery aspect of, you know, one day they should do a casino ladder match where like, they're like, who's the Joker going to be? But somebody retrieves the the chip before. It's me. And
5: they're
3: like, we didn't get to the Joker because mm-hmm. somebody retrieved it. Like technically, they have to the do that one the, time. I think. Yeah, by the rules of the match, you, it could be one at any point. It could be one when there's two people in there. It could be one when there's three. Yeah. Uh, and it is to the advantage of the person who's been in there the longest to try and retrieve the item before I'd love that match I think it's a great match and I love having a ladder match with a mystery participant at the very end who gets to enter that's a great thing because it's essentially what happened with the 2019 money in the bank except that's not the rules of the money in the bank where right. Brock Lesnar came in and just joined the match mm-hmm. it's like that mm-hmm. would have been a fun thing except you can't just do that. That's not right, the rules of that it. match. Screw, screw. Mm-hmm. Sami
4: Zayn over and then didn't get anything out of Ali after that. Hated it. Shame, yeah. shame. Nah, like
3: I said, that's how I think that I I wouldn't be surprised if that helped contribute to the idea of like, that is a good thing of having a ladder match where somebody essentially throws off the whole thing because they just entered the match. Right. Yeah. But You have to be consistent with the rules of the match that do that. There's nothing that says that somebody can just join Money in the Bank 20 minutes into the
2: match. Right. Dumb.
3: Yeah. So uh, either way, like I said, I think um, now again, there will be people screaming. Well, MJS back. Told you guys it was a work. Again, you can turn anything into a work. Exactly. What did yeah. you
4: guys think of SmackDown last night, by the way? Um, um, I, I thought aspects of it were good. I thought it was very clear when they were trying to cover up for the fact that people could not be there live. Oh, yeah. Um, and so some of the vignettes, I felt like they were trying to pad them. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought what Cross's motivations were in that segment were very clear. I thought the way he presented himself was great. But like the constant cuts to all this other stuff and everything going on in that in that vignette, it was just like less is more, please. Just like mm-hmm. that vignette was so overproduced to me, uh, and I feel like that was the things that I liked the least about last night's show. But other than that, I thought we got some great matches. Like the the number one contender match for the IC title was great. Um, we'll never complain about seeing more Ricochet, and boy, that popped for for Sammy.
3: Yeah.
4: I wanted Sam to win. I, I
3: have to say though, I laugh every time <laughs> ever since I saw that tweet. Um, that the, the Drew was backstage and then he ends up uh, walking off the shot and we see the hourglass and mm-hmm. then uh Pat McAfee goes tick tock and it's like it's not a clock. We right. don't tick and talk. <laughs> <This> is...
2: <laughs> Sands of the hourglass.
3: Yeah, that's there's no ticking and talking from Sands of an Hourglass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, i,
2: I do like say, this is the first time in a long time probably that i've ever said it that i was excited that sheamus won a match i think sheamus mm-hmm. and gunther is going to be awesome and yeah. out there, the, right there the the settings everything that's behind it is going right to be sheamus bang so it, i'm i'm liking that shit
3: it's the right match for that crowd too mm-hmm. uh i think that so yeah, I had. A, it's, it's the problem I'll always have with SmackDown is just how much time is wasted. Hey, and like I was, I, I kept, I just kept looking around, thinking, God, you are just having all these people just sitting around watching the screen, mm-hmm. um, to yeah. do so. Like there were only three matches on that show. Three um, matches, but, dude. Yeah, two of them were women's matches.
2: Like um, that's still, that's I, still, I bent, I, that's still bent stories. I, mean, I still, I, bent I liked,
3: show. I liked, um, I like how Shane is looking. But I think it is coming at the expense of Liv. I feel every week Liv looks worse. Well,
2: yeah, um, and Ronda too. I'm like, who are you guys nah, trying to put I, over? I, because I Rhonda's on the Rhonda. one that's getting over, over Liv.
4: At this oh, point. I thought you meant she was looking worse. but No, no, no I'm saying she's looking no, better. Ronda's like, looking They should have gave yeah. Liv
2: the push that they're giving Ronda. I'm like, so, Ronda's the one getting over
4: here. <laughs> so I thought this at SummerSlam, and I thought maybe I was off. But I was like, okay, this finish is clearly... To help revitalize Rhonda. And yes. I was like, and it worked. No, and and I was like, <laughs> but it, it's working. Um, funny story last week during SmackDown, my dad was over here and uh, I had SmackDown on. And when Rhonda came out, huge pop last week when she came out, by the way, mm-hmm. and my dad was like, isn't she suspended? And my dad doesn't watch wrestling. Right. And so, for him to know that, that just tells me how well this is working through. It a was a life. big yeah. story.
2: They were talking about it on like People Magazine and nah, shit. They, like, they are reviving because yeah.
3: we, we talked about the Rumble, how Rhonda kind of had no buzz and None. she had no buzz going into WrestleMania. But I will say that her buzz is coming back. I'm like, and... it's
2: working, but at the expense of Liv Morgan. You're yeah, exactly but Liv, champion, dude. I damn. felt
3: like Liv. I don't feel like there's an effort being made to help what happened with Liv at. SummerSlam. It kind of seems like this is all setting
2: afterward. up Ronda and Shayna for it is, me yeah. or anything. Cause it <laughs> is. I feel
3: like I, I, with the way things are being booked, I feel like Shayna needs to just beat live and do it cleanly and decisively.
4: That's Clean what cool. I think needs to happen. <laughs> I think Shayna needs to win at a clash at the castle. And I think that's going to set up the feud with Ronda. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I,
3: I feel bad because like they all the ingredients were there as far as Liv being over to get there. But this is what I've been saying. You can't just money in the bank somebody. You into. You have to build them and build them in a decisive and clear manner that says that they have earned this championship. But right, right. now, Liv looks like somebody who stole the championship, is hanging on to it by means of which he shouldn't be hanging on to it. And it's getting
4: punked out left and right. It's, it's Nikki all over again. Like we yeah. said, after money in the bank. And I thought it said everything as hot as that Montreal crowd was, because they were cheering most of the show. Um, Liv did not get a reaction when she came out. And mm-hmm. um when Abolish you look at
3: the, money in the bank. <laughs> when you saying.
4: when you compare it to Rhonda coming out, Rhonda I felt like got one of her biggest pops of the year. She did. And Big I pop. was like, Oh, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, But,
3: yeah, I hate to say I was right, but so far, Money in the Bank winners aren't looking good
4: this year. I mean, Um, (laughs) Theory won his first match since Money in the Bank. Hey, but, you know, remember when I said what I said, people were mad. This was a great pay-per-view. It wasn't. Again, like, as a field that demands apologies, <laughs> one day we're going to talk about how I deserved an apology because Money in the Bank was trash. <laughs>
2: apology has to be
4: just yeah. as loud like as the I disrespect.
5: Just,
3: <laughs> I just want to see Money in the Bank go away. I think as a concept. I don't, I,
4: I, I don't agree with you on that. That's mm. it. I, I, I know we disagree a lot because I feel like I also want to see the brand split go away. I uh, I think uh, that, I think that I think if they did what they were supposed to do and either made Rollins the briefcase holder this year, we wouldn't be having this conversation. See, I don't, also, I don't. I think you don't all the, have to do that. You can
3: just make Rollins number one. All the ways and they that challenge. they that <laughs> they
4: could use to put people
2: over are out. Like even the royal R- the Royal Rumble at this point isn't even like it used to be like the catalyst to push somebody. Now it's just an accolade that the money they like, hit. They're just accolades. It's not even like to push anybody. So I I, I, don't,
3: I don't. Every know. year the percentage keeps shrinking. Where they yeah. uh. Uh, remember when they used to, they still do, but the Royal Rumble by the numbers, mm-hmm. the stat that they've removed from it because it's no longer impressive was where they used to say uh, when they first started doing it, they were like 80% of Royal Rumble winners have gone on to win at WrestleMania. And then it was like 70% of Royal Rumble winners. And then mm-hmm. uh, this year, both lost at WrestleMania, by the way, <laughs> both of them, uh, both Royal Rumble winners did not win Sheesh. the <laughs> uh, their match at WrestleMania. And it has gotten to a point of where it's no longer an impressive stat to say you want to that, yeah. Like running mm-hmm. the Royal rumble is your ticket to, to payment stardom because it so,
4: is. uh, the other thing on SmackDown, and I guess we'll talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. I thought we're just no, going to no, move no, right. No, on. No, I thought we're just going to move right on. We have on. to We got to
3: talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> about because, uh, because look, 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 I personally, I love AJ, um, I love everybody I love in them. Hit Row. Great yeah, guy. Yeah, these these are people that I people. that I, I genuinely like. That was rough, um, man. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Hit Row I'm had a se- so there was a segment this. that started with maximum. I'm male staying models. out of this. I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, had a segment that which started with maximum male models in the ring. They were interrupted. By Hit Row. With a big, big pop. Hit Row comes out to the ring. They clear the ring. They throw Mase out. They throw out Mansois. uh, And again, get a big reaction for it. They grab the mics. And then it was kind of all downhill from there. And that big pop changed from a big pop to they were booing by the end. And we got to address that. That, um, I mean... I will say a narrative over the last week has definitely changed because. uh, Which
2: narrative is that?
3: There was a narrative on social media,
4: <laughs> Reg,
3: that was talking about how. Which
4: narrative is that?
3: That I bet Swerve is wishing <laughs> that he had stuck around with Hit Row because Hit Row is on SmackDown right now. They're on TV, and and Swerve is just a tag team champion in AEW. If you watched the both shows last night, and you watched them back to back, and you saw both. Swerve perform alongside his tag team partner, Keith Lee. And Swerve got to pull out for the first time in AEW, the JML driver. Hot. Love uh, it. And you saw Hit Row, who fans wanted to see. They got yes. a great reaction Big pop. coming out to the ring. Big pop. That was not for that audience. That wasn't really for... Any TV audience, in that I think that
2: uh... it's not you can't. It's not for that's not a TV audience thing. It's you can't. They should have just had a a bit a music video. That's the only way. Um, If you're gonna rap, I feel like if you're gonna rap, it has to be Our Truth. Rap to the ring, uh, and then you're out of there. When you here's
3: the thing. I'll I'll say this. Uh, It's it's a lot simpler than that. It doesn't just have to be Our Truth. If you are going to perform songs in front of a wrestling audience, especially hip hop, yeah, they have to be songs the crowd knows. Yes, you cannot yes. put you can't origi- debut a song, yes, you can't yes. do original music in front of a crowd. I agree. Um, well,
4: here I'll say this though, because, um, to your point, I saw a lot of people doing the same thing during Royal Rumble, uh, because they didn't know bad bunny for example right but millions of people know who bad bunny is um and so that performance did well but that audience wasn't as into it as it would have been somewhere else and to a degree i think that maybe that performance might have done better in front of a different crowd but at the same time it was a little rough and so i think the thing to be optimistic about because i will do this first (laughs) Uh, the thing to be here, optimistic Will? about.
3: My, my camera uh, just stopped working. Hopefully, it doesn't start blinking last week like Phil's did, but mm. yeah, uh, I don't know.
4: So, the, the thing to be optimistic about um, is that. I feel like they're getting a much better showing than they did the first time they were yes. in the a roster. They're yes. getting a chance to have the matches. They're getting I don't a know yet. Do... Well, I hold, don't... On, hold on. But... Let me finish. They're getting a chance to do what they were doing in NXT. They're getting a chance to do, like, they gave them a lot of time out there to do that performance. They didn't get any of that before. And right. so I think that at least that is something to be optimistic about. Like they showed um, us but, but, who but, these but, people are. But I'll say this because I don't know that that's true yet because
3: – before they got released, and that's what made the release such a shocker, was that, remember, they had a backstage segment with The New Day. It felt like, oh, shit, they're going to do this. We're going to have the three members of The New Day versus the three members of uh, of Hit Row. Like, this this could be something, right? And it's like they had a segment with Sami Zayn on TV. They had they, they brought them out on TV, and they did that squash match, but they, they did have a match. They had uh, the segments on TV, and then they were released. But they were used uh up until that
4: point so right now it's about neck and neck it's about the same i don't think that it is because i think that like i said they didn't get a chance to do that like they gave them a lot of time to get out there and perform and they basically gave them a chance to live and die and so that was a little bit too much that before They, they didn't give them that before they didn't give them the chance like that with matches like even the match they had when they came back was better than any of the matches they had the first time they came up
2: This, as someone who loves hip hop and wrestling, it was the same
4: match that
3: they had the first time they came up. As someone who think it was, was. it's just a squash. Like it was just they the first time they
4: came up, it was just a squash match against another team. I mean, I don't know. I just think they've been presented better this way. I don't think they've been they were presented well the first time at all. As
2: someone who does who does hip hop, who does who's in this wrestling, who's in this space, who would know? I don't know if that hip hop performance ever works in that setting at battle slam. It's awesome because you know what you're getting into these fans, people in Montreal don't know that they're going to go and listen to some rap or whatever. It has to be set up a way, totally different way. It just, it, it I don't know if that situation would ever work. Even if anybody else was in that situation, I don't know if it ever works. So I don't know if it comes down to, it being Hit Row's fault, I don't know whose is its fault it was or anything. I'm very confused about the matter. I don't, Let's I don't do a think, music video next time.
5: I
3: don't
4: think anybody was at fault. I, just I think, think a
3: music video would have helped. I think that uh, again, I mean maybe because remember when John maybe Cena yeah deb- remember really when John know. Cena debuted right now in Montreal and it got yeah. booed. The, hold up hold up, hold up. i just, now not, realize yeah, yeah. I just now realized it was it's, uh... montreal quebec canada where john mm-hmm. cena debuted the music video for all for right now and after the video was over they panned back to the crowd
4: and they were booing they hated it yes yeah so yeah huh. i i don't i don't want to say it was anybody's fault i just think that it was like I said, you, they're just getting back. They're just getting a chance to get their legs under them. So we'll see. I, I For me, the thing that I felt was the most unenjoyable thing about the entire segment was McAfee Commentary. stepping on the hook before him. Him coming in and giving, giving ad-libs during it, I thought was super cheesy. Him coming in at the end and singing Hit Row with them was just so unnecessary and it sounded very lame. It made the performance worse, in my opinion, and I'm not a big McAfee hater, but I just thought that he was doing too much during that performance. And they like they had to show him dancing. I'm like, no, I just don't need it. I don't need it's it. It's like
2: it's like they're, they're trying to tell us this isn't cool. That's what they're doing to me. Like, I if they're if they think that showing Pat McAfee is making it look cooler, it's not. It's doing the opposite. When I see, see that, I'm like, I don't, I don't this is like dorky. That.
4: I, I do feel like they've been trying to take them seriously. I think giving them that much time to perform, adding
2: McAfee on it doesn't help. Like them I mean, focusing yeah. the camera on him, but does they think not that makes it cause. cool.
4: They they do because
3: like they, they think, think that in, they, they, think they think that enhances Shinsuke's entrance, and for exactly. a lot of people it does. Um, because I know when I tweeted last week, we won when <laughs> uh, he wasn't dancing on the table. People are like, uh, "Speak for yourself." And I'm like, okay. You, nah, you he, mean to he's tell me? you're for Phil, too. I, yeah, I, like I, you mean I, to I, tell I, me that you prefer uh, McAfee dancing on a table to Shinsuke's entrance than Shinsuke getting that strobe effect and having just a serious looking entrance for Shinsuke? Nah, a serious bring back Rick Boogs,
2: bro. I need a guitar. Bring that guitar out there. Please don't. Please. <laughs> like, is, is that what
3: you prefer when you see the presentation of Shinsuke Nakamura? Do you think this enhances his presentation? because if you do we definitely like two different types of pro wrestling and um, that's okay like that's what fine. you like yeah that's uh, fine but now, I don't I, yeah I, the segment man I don't. but now, I thought the segment um, yeah. I think it it bombed um yeah. and I do Unfortunately. I do hope those guys can recover
4: from that uh I, think I be do fine. I think they totally be able to I think they'll be fine I think they've just got to they've got to get back well, to the,
3: but you know how easily the narrative changes because now A week ago, when Hit Row came back. Like, it's only been a week, right? Like, it's been... They've had two segments. A week ago, everybody was like, hey, so excited to see Hit Row back. Hit Row's back. Look at the comments on the Hit Row return. All positivity, right? Right. I did a search this morning for Hit Row just to see... What the response is Just right on now. the tweet
2: that I put out, I was like, yeah, oh boy. Yeah, you put out, and all you said <laughs> in your tweet was,
3: "What did y'all think of that segment?" <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and I did a search for hit row, and it's pretty much everybody mm. is like, it's completely flipped upside down. I, yeah. I the whole from last week now, the whole thing has turned around. Uh, all I'm seeing from people is, nah, this group needed swerve. Like that's what I'm seeing now. And that is not what people were saying a week ago. And Mm -hmm. that's how quickly one segment can do to people. Now, again, if they can recover it next week, great. And I think
4: they can recover. I mean, look, we've seen other things bomb, and then Twitter will jump all over it because that's what Twitter does. Think about how bad people were talking about Caster a year ago. And look at where the acclaimed is now. Half of the
2: people commenting on the thing last night were like, I can't wait for
4: Max Astor to say something about it. Can I I say, though? Can I say?
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, folks, but I don't think I am. The video for right now getting booed in Montreal was the first time there had been booze for John Cena on television.
4: Mm. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm pretty sure
3: that's the case. I think... If you go watch Raw from uh, that point on, I feel like it started to become a weekly occurrence. Mm -hmm. The moment people were like, this music video is really lame and uh, we don't like this guy. Mm -hmm. And from then on, I feel like every week it was kind of consistent until it just became a part of Cena's character. Hey, this is a guy who gets mixed reactions, but I, feel like that was the start
4: of it Mm. yeah and i mean look sometimes these things happen and it turns into a downhill thing and it snowballs but i don't think that this is doom and gloom yet i don't think this is anything to worry about just yet um i want to give this some time before i say that right but man i think that i i do think that there are reasons to be optimistic um I don't know. They don't have a lot of tag teams as it is, so they're in a good spot.
3: <laughs> now, I'm, I, think, I feel right. like I, I'm, wondering if I'm, I'm wondering if I am right about that being Montreal. I know it was Canada, but was it Montreal that booed it first?
4: Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, top dollars, cool people. I think I think yeah, they I absolutely. think they looked great. I think the presentation of the performance was great, other than the camera being all over the place because that's what the camera does. Oh, I thought
3: the camera was really bad altogether. I was like yeah, when yeah. when um they were throwing the maximum male models out of the ring, I was like, Oh man, why are y'all filming that this way? Oh my god. Uh, shout
4: out by by the way, shout out to Rich Fan. For having the joke of the night when Maxine was getting kicked out, and she was still trying to dance. Oh, uh, yeah, he goes, He goes, uh, <laughs> man, Maxine turned into Kate for Katie from the uh, real world sketch on that real world, yeah, <laughs> she's dancing out,
2: yeah, yeah, really good one, yeah. Uh, so we got this got uh, more matches on the end of SmackDown. I can't, three matches, dude. What the fuck are you dude, doing? I Especially, mean, okay. when we're gonna watch a show at set the next, the other. People show are going to give us four matches in one hour, and you're giving us they did five, two, giving us five <laughs> matches. Actually, yeah, they did. They added another one. Five matches in one hour, and all you can give up is three and two hours, like something. No, they were quality
3: dude. matches. Um, I do think, like I said, there was just a lot of wasted time. I, I felt yeah. like those people in that arena spent a lot of time watching this. Uh, the That's Tron. what I'm saying.
2: Just put another squash out there or something. Like, put somebody out there to let these people know you're at a fucking wrestling show and not at a play or some shit. <laughs>
3: Um, but uh, Jose says DMD is great, and I dig her. But nah, bro, I don't need her in the title <laughs> right now. Also, shout out uh, to my fellow petty dudes, Phil and Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
4: I mean, it was inevitable. I mean, the the story that they're, they've been telling with Tony and Thunder and Britt leads to a triple threat match. So at least it makes sense. It doesn't feel like she's just getting thrown in there because really they've been linked since Tony got there. And so mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense.
3: And we already saw Tony and um, and Thunder Rosa at the last Chicago pay-per-view. So You guys think
2: a, th- a three-way and not a four-way?
3: I mean, I would like to see a four way. I would like to see Jamie put in there, right? I think that would be. Uh, I I think
4: most of the fans want a four way because every time I say that it looks like a triple threat, I get like a a thousand messages. It's got to be a four way, buddy. It's got to be a four way. -way. It's got to be a four way. I I, want to say. I I think (laughs) if you
3: did include Jamie in there, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, I feel like you could even do
2: the because you could be teasing the thing. Yeah, with with or do
3: it. I Mm. would say you could do it in the match because, like, if I were storytelling there, I would have Thunder Rosa and uh and Tony storm, like take each other out. Like they're outside the ring. So it's just left down to Jamie and Britt, and Britt then demands to Jamie lay down, lay mm-hmm. down. And let me take the, the belt. I win it right here. We've got it. Just lay down. And that's when she starts to crowd booze and then it's one, two, and then she rolls her up or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it's a small package one, two, and then all of a sudden they start brawling and that's, there's stuff you can do there, right? You can Ooh. really play that up. I would like to do that. Um, Orion Ben says, Stoke just said his sledgehammer face uh, was because of McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> creatine. <laughs> Who had tri- trip sledgehammer jumping to AEW? Uh, 2022 is crazy. I think if any female in the history of pro wrestling was ever going to take over using the sledgehammer, it's Jade Cargill. I'm not mad. I, she looked great like, with it. She she, she knew did. how to handle well, it. Well, I mean, so, like when you think about how heavy a sledgehammer is, and that um, usually somebody wielding it needs to be bigger. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is the person. Like she definitely be...
2: does that sledgehammer workout that outside hitting the big tire and shit. So like this looks yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I she, thought that it, was a
4: fantastic <laughs> segment, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought it it made uh it made Jade look great. It it added more interest in that match. Um. That Smash- match is gonna be added to the pay-per-view, right? Like, right. Uh, I have right. I assume that it is. Um yeah. but yeah, I thought it was great. Smashing the wings was a great touch and just Everything about it was cool. Just her smashing the wings and how she slowly walked down there the whole time. Like mm-hmm. she was not worried about anything. Like yeah, it's and over. She you just don't know casually
2: she casually got in the ring and just hit her. Just like yeah, no. I, this she's like this is nothing to me. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Jade is just yeah. the yeah. baddest. She, she looked
4: like a boss. <laughs> I lo-
3: I liked it. <laughs> she's done. Uh, let's see. Derek says uh, I don't think it will be shenanigans. But what if Punk just takes the belt and leaves the match to the crowd? Rematch at all out.
2: Um, rehash the same thing that they did with cena i am
3: curious i don't want to see that although mm-hmm. i did think that line of uh you're not gonna be the first john i beat in chicago mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Ooh, he was he was he was talking to talk man spicy I, I think one of my favorite lines from the promo is uh when he he went through all that stuff and then he ended with these guys aren't number one in anything i was like yeah
3: spicy
4: said, the the, mm-hmm. the
3: the eddie kingston line the You're the Mm -hmm. third best Eddie I've shared a locker
2: room with. Spice rack, I'm telling (laughs) you. And
3: as I said on uh, Day After Dynamite, look, I know he was probably talking about Umaga, but Mm -hmm. my... My old indie brain wants to be like, nah. He's talking about Fast Eddie Vegas, Fast who Eddie, ain't, ain't, who ain't had a match in forever, and probably sitting there watching TV, like oh, somebody remembers me.
2: He was uh, actually, if you guys didn't know, he was legally blind. He couldn't see when he was in the ring. All oh, it was just oh, like action that. for Fast Eddie.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm very curious to see what the response to Punk is going to be at a live show next next week. Chicago,
2: um, I don't think Chicago gonna give a fuck. They're like, this is sure, our Chicago's guy. Not gonna blow you them, know what I, I mean? mean? Like, Cleveland. this is our guy.
4: Oh yeah, Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: it's Ohio, so they're supposed to mox us. Yeah, they'll be. A, it's a pro mox
3: right. crowd anyway. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That so was I, the, I, that's the I, same yeah. arena where Mox got to do the O H, and then the crowd went I O. Like right. that was.
2: Uh, they're about to be on
3: fire yeah. for
4: Mox. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how that's gonna go. Because I know what the internet is, gonna, is doing. And the internet is acting like, oh, well, it's over for Punk now. He's got to turn heel. He's not going to get cheered anywhere. I don't believe that. I, don't believe I, that. Just, I, mean, I need to see it first.
3: Guys, so this week is in Ohio. Which, Punk has played the heel in AEW before. Literally last year at uh, Long uh in, in on Long Island at the UBS Arena. We saw that. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good shit. Yep. Um, and so he can play the heel this week in Ohio, but the very next Dynamite is in Chicago, <laughs> and Rampage, and All Out,
2: and they're not gonna let you play the heel, dude. No, he uh, <laughs>
3: man, he is he, and Again. then Moxley
2: gets to play the heel. Right,
3: that'll actually yep. be
4: a fun dynamic for a it couple is. Of weeks, mm-hmm. right? He, and if I don't know if people remember this, but. Moxley got booed at the end of Forbidden Door. Right. Um, yeah. So, again, this is Brett. This is Brett coming back to Canada, man. This mm-hmm. is this is Punk Town. He's not get yeah. booed here. No way.
3: Yeah. It's gonna be fun though. I'm really excited to be in Chicago though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see uh eloquent say Cole referencing El Generico was crazy yeah it was
2: crazy especially you coming tell, from Michael yeah. Cole that's that's just like what dude? Michael crazy. Cole
3: not produced by Vince is mm-hmm. gonna be fascinating because he was great at SummerSlam yep. um the count faster stuff that was excellent yeah
2: no he definitely has been a fucking night and day improvement since yeah. the regime has changed for sure
3: yeah um, um King of the North says uh reminder Festi's coming soon
4: the besties are definitely coming soon shout out to the big homie graham It's my uh, guy uh man i mean we talk about smackdown but i feel like raw was pro- probably the best raw of the year um why am i struggling to remember what happened i'm like what this happened what? who was there? That, that? that great promo from drew
3: the, the oh promo. yeah okay drew ko uh, you're right you're, you're um, right that was one of um that segment go on phil i i i sorry i um that it was great it. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah I, I thought it was one of the best raws of the year and i think if anybody had been wondering how much the the product was going to change with triple h i feel like that show was indicative of how much it's changed i mean of course them saying we're wrestlers on tv what <laughs> um
2: uh yeah, the difference between Raw and SmackDown is crazy. I did actually enjoy Raw. I like that Ali and Cedric are a tag team now. Like, there's a lot. They did a lot of super fun stuff on there for sure. This, this was the first you
4: know, time it, in a long, in a long time of watching three hour Raw where I felt like everything mattered. Um, yeah, it didn't feel right. like it was nearly as much filler as there was on SmackDown. Yes, I agree, and I feel like that's why I enjoyed Raw a lot more.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: Um.
2: Smackdown needs some work, you guys, yeah, still. It's, yeah. it's, it's looking is, bad. Smackdown out there. is lacking, bro. Yeah.
4: Uh, oh, by we didn't talk about this with SmackDown, the Roman promo. Um, I caught what you did there, Romy. I caught what you did there. <laughs> um him looking dead in the camera saying, You're lying several times after Punk on Wednesday said, Stop me if I'm lying. <laughs> I caught that, bro.
2: <laughs> Somebody's been watching, huh?
4: I look,
3: I uh I think the thing I'm really liking about the, the Triple H era of WWE TV is addressing the elephants in the room, right? Yes. Like, one of the things I've hated... and They've been hate trying it, to tell
2: us we're dumb for so long, WWE, well, and like, it, it, as wrestling like one fans, of, you know what I mean? One
3: of the Vince McMahon things I have, like, really fucking hated is acting like part-timers aren't part-timers, mm-hmm. where <laughs> um, he would talk about guys as if they're active when they're not right. And like when Roman straight up said in his promo, look, I'm not here all the time anymore. I thought that's a first, that's Mm -hmm. the first time that you straight up just had somebody just say that Mm -hmm. because they don't do that really. And yeah, for them, the guys to just say we're wrestlers and uh, you know, we've been marking out every single time they use the word hospital because Mm -hmm. holy shit. Uh, somebody's not in a local medical facility. Um, and you can
2: tell with everybody's promos that that's totally different than here's the script, read the shit. Like it feels like everybody's getting, it. yeah, what's totally gonna feel, different vibe.
3: What's going to feel the most interesting to me is two years from now when none of this is a thing anymore. Right. Where we don't have to get hung up on the word belt. We're like, can you believe they said belt? Hey, Mm -hmm. can you believe they said wrestlers? Mm -hmm. Hey, can you believe they're just saying words that people say in real fucking life? Like, I can't wait till that's a thing of the past. And then we start to look back and go, can you believe there was a time period where you couldn't say wrestler on wrestling Mm -hmm. TV? That's fucking stupid. Like they stopped
2: calling them the WWE universe. Like Michael Cole's like the fans, like it's like the universe, trademark, trademark, trademark. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like, I can't wait till that's how we start looking at it. Like, it's nice to be excited that actual words are back, but it also is insane to, I can't even explain to somebody who's not a wrestling fan that, Hey, we're excited over like regular ass words. being used And not being treated like we're stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But it will be nice for that to finally pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see what else we got. Um, Tremaine. Says my mind is still wrapping around the fact that the Viking Raiders uh had to buy bootios to burn them.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, Amazon baby. Yeah, that that segment was not it. I I didn't care for it. Um, yeah. I that was that was definitely a bathroom break segment for me.
2: They're trying too much on the Viking thing. Like I get it. Just like the the point of this is they're two big motherfuckers that fuck people up. Let them do that.
4: Yeah. Um, uh, it has made Kofi look great yeah the last few weeks but yeah uh
3: let's see sailor saturn says daniel bryan was right the fans are fickle
2: mm-hmm. whoever Super daniel fickle. bryan is yeah yeah
3: king of <laughs> games 405 says what do you y'all think of him or we just talked about the Roman
2: uh, Reigns just
4: yeah. yeah. I mean, I, other, other than that i thought the i thought his promo was one of his best in a while um i thought he was i thought he was getting straight to it I thought him going straight at the Drew promo from last week instead of cutting a very similar promo to the ones he always cuts. uh, I thought that was great. Um, And the
2: crowd was fucking hot. When he showed up out of the fucking Yukon and they opened up, and the crowd was like, oh, my God, it's Roman. Before it even opened, when
3: it pulled (laughs) up, the crowd was like, hey, only one person rides
4: around in those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were so excited.
2: Uh, They love him some Uh, Roman. I I like him in that element. Like, no, I'm really getting my shit off, you guys. It's fucking me.
4: Man. What you want? Um, I I think that it's weird that it feels like it helped that it was just him in a ring this time. Yeah, um, and it wasn't the same presentation of him. God, mm-hmm. it, yeah. What? Well, yeah. How
3: refreshing is it it's that so look? I I like Paul Heyman. Ideally,
2: I love but, Paul Heyman. I'm ECW young boy, but yo, it's uh, I, I not, get it. But I you feel it. like
3: I got tired of the. Paul Heyman standing next to somebody talking promo probably around 2016. Yeah. It's and, been a minute. Uh, I just hate, I'm again, it's the old T pain. I'm just like,
4: do something else. Mm-hmm. Like literally do anything else. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I
3: don't like Heyman did not become a famous manager, just standing next to somebody in the no, middle of the didn't. ring. Like he did other fucking things. Mm-hmm. Even with Brock Lesnar, he did other things that first year they were together. They had, a uh, other ideas do something else
5: mm-hmm.
3: with Paul Heyman you have other <laughs> shit you can do right. with Roman Reigns and if you advertise Roman Reigns is here tonight it does not have to just be Roman stands next to Paul
4: Heyman and the Usos and talks and with the hands up and does all mm-hmm. of the catchphrases and does all of the same things they do every week yeah um, and so Anything that's what I else? got tired of and so yeah. I, I thought so was this great. was refreshing this was mm-hmm. great
3: it was something new from Roman and Roman got to even position himself differently. He wasn't just standing in the middle of the ring. He was walking around because I missed that too. Play to the crowd. Play up mm-hmm. to the fans that are all around you. This not is, just hard
2: cam. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was in his element for sure. Yeah, he was in his mm-hmm. element.
3: There were 10,000 fans there. This is one of the larger audiences that SmackDown's had recently. He was around that arena or, or around that ring. That's what you should do. Do something else. And again, I'm liking that Hunter has not. I think next week they announced uh, what I think statistically is the first rematch of the Hunter era. Wow! <laughs> and so, and so I, I looked at it like, okay, I could do this. I could mm-hmm. do of course, fresh it's match. A cor-
4: of course it's a Corbin, because yeah, anybody who anybody who fused Sick with off. Corbin always ends up back in a match with Corbin for the next five weeks. Every time.
3: But you're still in Vince thinking. So
4: hopefully <laughs> happens. Well, I know what they're... It, it very much seems like they're setting up the rematch with McAfee. That's why they yeah. keep having McAfee trash him on commentary. I feel like that's where they're going with this.
3: Yeah. Jose says, F logic. Too many of those spa, drink, uh, spa water drinkers. <laughs> uh,
4: uh,
3: talking about our logic. Uh, but too many of those spa water drinkers that my Mexican queen can lose to, lol. Um Corey with the K says late to the party, Wait. but I, what is that in reference to?
2: That? I don't know what that no, was. We were, about. About we were talking about
3: the four way. We were talking about the four way. Oh, okay, and, Oh, okay. And now, okay yeah. uh, the, the more pe- he was saying, the more people we add to the match, the more potential, as he called <laughs> right, them. I'm gonna <laughs> spa water drinkers. says
2: spa water drinkers. I, I'm gonna
4: <laughs> I'm gonna say it out, out loud. I I like Thunder Rosa a lot. I kind of want Tony to win.
2: I want Tony. Yeah, I think I love I, Tony. I has love, been great. I, I love I've Thunder Rosa, Tony. but I think it's Tony's time to get that championship for sure. Uh, but oh, yeah, Co-
3: Corey with the case is late to the party, but I wanted uh, to shout out that Black Girl Magic show last night. Oh, yeah, all black woman card, it was thank amazing. You. Headed to Jobber Slam 2 and a few black wrestling rules. Yes, thank yeah. you shout for saying what, that Jobber out loud. Slam as well.
2: mm-hmm. Jobber uh, Slam, Black uh, Girl Magic looks like they had a great show. The venue looked where they were, it looked awesome. Some rumblings about Faye Jackson coming out of retirement. I don't know how real that. that was. Um, yeah, I saw but she, she, uh, that's hot.
4: She was on commentary for that, that card, and mm-hmm. um, there's that picture of going around of her and Karen Bam Bam in the ring shaking oh, hands. I don't know what shit. That is, but, oh, shit. Oh, it's lit. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think the Jobber Slam card, that's got a Big Swole versus Mia Yim on it. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a good card. Hot
2: show tonight,
4: Brooklyn.
3: Um And... uh. We also got Deontay says, uh, "I just woke up super late. Thank you, Stardom. Fifty <laughs> hours of wrestling this week, but I'm so happy right now. Wrestling is awesome and fun. Much
4: love, y'all. It's too much, man. I did, I got like guys, thirty shows to catch up on. Did you guys watch Battle Slam? Um, I thought uh, I thought Baron versus." Uh, big Scrappy, excuse me. Let me not say <laughs> little Scrappy. Big Scrappy. Big scrappy. Uh, pretty big. good. No, I heard yeah, that. Scra- was. Was I, I didn't get to good.
2: watch it because I was at the West Coast Pro Show, but I heard that little Scrappy. Big a scrappy. very all right. Big Scrappy knows how to what he's doing in there. He's it happy. Was he a good. very
4: smart match.
2: He has some great selling. Mm. I heard. I heard that he was really he out there. Uh, yeah,
4: very impressive looking suplex at one point. I was surprised. Mm. Uh, and man, he's 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 swol. Man, I was like, dude <laughs> Scrappy has got big, dude. What's going on? <laughs>
2: That's why he's not a little
3: scrappy no
4: more. No, he's, he's big, big scrappy crap. man. man.
2: <laughs> That's um, dope.
3: So we had a humper chat from Joseph Snurt going back to talking about Worlds Collide earlier in the show. Uh, he said that Worlds Collide also had DIY versus Mustache great Mountain, match. and it had uh, Balor versus Dragunov,
4: um, underrated heater of a show. I need to watch that because I It was don't a great know, show, Remember? Shit. That uh, sounds hot. But yeah, I, I forgot about that because that was DIY reuniting for the first time.
2: That's right.
4: That's uh, right. yeah so uh, by the way johnny gargano dropped that clip from spider-man 2 Mm -hmm. that very much makes me think he will be in the ring very soon
2: and also surprising uh mustache mountain trent seven was one of the people that got released very surprising Mm -hmm. i thought he'd be around nxt uk things europe things forever you know i thought he was pretty shoe in there so that's kind of surprising
3: um Uh, hey uh also i guess uh this is something to ask phil I guarantee you, Reg didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the first episode of She Hulk? Oh, yeah, I
2: didn't watch
4: I that. I thought it was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did too. I, ending, ending with Who's That Girl was dope. I thought that was great yeah, awesome I thought that was great too. Of her sliding, her sliding her feet back into the shoes and then hitting, it, hitting the music. I thought that was dope. Um, I, I only I really have one like question. the humor of it.
3: And, and maybe somebody has the logical answer
4: for me. Why, when she turns into the Hulk, does her hair straighten? Uh, I think it's just like a because that's how she looks in the comic, and they're trying to go with the comic accurate. But it's look.
3: two different hairs. That, like, <laughs> it doesn't really straighten it, It's still curly. It's just longer too.
4: But it's longer and it's straighter though. Mm, I, I don't mean, know. well, you could ask the same thing with Hulk because his hair gets shorter when he transforms as well. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: He gets the slick back when he transforms.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was a fun fun episode. For yeah, a it premiere.
3: was. No, uh, it was great, and I I enjoyed actually the whole story that. Uh, her the whole aspect of her becoming the Hulk and immediately being better at being a Hulk than the Hulk is, and he's like, "No, I got to teach you," and she's like, "Nah, no, I got this." And he, he, <laughs> he tried to mansplain to her. Yeah, and, he uh... tried to yeah, <laughs> trying to mansplain it. He's like, "No, I spent fifteen years trying to be a Hulk." She's, well, I got
4: this. I'm good. Yeah. I, I really like the undertone of the fact that, you know, he was, she was asking him like, since when do you do yoga? Cause she already did yoga. And the fact that the reason why he is the Hulk and he couldn't control it is cause he was not well adjusted and he kept all of his anger pent up inside and she didn't, she expressed herself very well. So she wouldn't have the same issues as he did.
3: Yeah. Um and the last Humper chat we got is from Patches Redacted. Uh, he says, uh, I figured more people would be telling you how enjoyable the Q&A show was. But if Phil hasn't heard much, I'll throw this one out. It uh, says, I especially appreciated the part about people going so hard to defend corporations. Phil was letting it fly.
5: <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh yep. Nope, uh mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. hey, check it out. Uh
5: fightful oh,
3: Um and then yeah, we've all got stuff going on pretty much every week. Reg is doing
2: uh Indeed. Mm-hmm. Having a lot of fun talking about independent wrestling with Mike Hamley over on the Body Slam YouTube page and uh, wherever you can get podcasts and shit, yeah, super fun. I'm having a great time. Uh, the Q and A was super dope. I don't know how often we're gonna do that, but anytime we're doing it, I'm having a great time. Yeah, so. and, we're,
3: and we're gonna try to do
2: it
4: as often as possible. Yeah. Um,
2: that hip hop talk we had on there was fun as fuck. I yeah. love
4: that. So, it's so some, fun. Somebody asked me a question uh, actually in the DM that I forgot to ask you guys in the Q and A, and he asked me who did I think had the best diss track ever. Oh, and I have my answer to that. Um, oh.
3: I can't think of that on the fly uh, because, like, the answers I'm going with, like, don't necessarily hold up that well anymore. Is yeah, all answer... of them. I'm curious what your answer is because I feel like if I know Philip Lindsay.
2: Mine is a three-pack. It's hard to pick between it, Vaseline, Ether, and hit him up.
3: Um, I feel like Phil would say TakeOver.
4: Uh, my answer is no Vaseline. It's the best best diss track ever. Um, I never had dinner with the president. For
2: me, it's so hard to get past. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. That's the first line. (laughs) That's the first line. You know what's funny? First line. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. How do you like? I still can't believe it. We talked about
3: about Tupac being (laughs) kind of the king. (laughs) We we talked about Tupac being kind of the king of doing um, clean versions of tracks. But um the clean version that hit him up is the funniest <laughs> shit I you'll ever hear. I, I almost need to like repost it, but the whole first off, touched your chick in the click, you like. Cl- I'm like, <laughs> oh <your> <laughs> how do
2: you do a clean version that hit him up? That's and insane. it exists.
3: He because Tupac would never just like censor things because you can't just censor that track. It's uh, it's unplayable. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went back and just redid the lyrics clean. And I never get a better laugh out of anything than the clean version of "Hit 'Em Up." Mm. Yeah,
2: Ether. I'm saying Ether just because ether. I like. I like the, ether t- to the time for me was important, and oh, nobody man. died. I, I have e- Ether takes. Um, oh, you yeah. know what though?
3: Because uh, I do feel like Ether doesn't necessarily hold up today. It but you doesn't. Know what does, but you know what does still hold up? Super ugly. And no, it <laughs> doesn't. The, I, no, feel it like doesn't. I feel like Super Ugly it was the two- worst
4: track out of those three. Mm-hmm. See, I
3: feel like Super Ugly in hindsight when, you know, like I said, I, I feel like Ether, like when you break it down, is like just a lot of gay disses, right? But like, yeah. then you take Super Ugly and he's just like, nah, I, I fucked your chicken. I'm going to describe it. Like, I
4: think
2: Takeover is probably the best song out of it is, all the disses. For distance, sure, Takeover
4: bro. is definitely the best song. You know? Yeah, I, I never liked Super Ugly, honestly. I thought Super Ugly I, I I always thought the line at the end of Takeover of you know who, do you know what? Well you know who let's keep that between me and you was a great mm-hmm. line. And then once he went on to describe it, it's like, Okay, well <laughs> it's not it's not it's not cool anymore. It was cool as this thing that only certain people knew. Um, I feel like the, the verse at the end of Blueprint Blueprint Two is better than anything on Super Ugly. Mm. Um, we still use line from that. Um, yeah. Just come on, man, because the nigga wear a kufi It don't mean to be right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a, that is a, that is a. <laughs> applies in wrestling, right? Yeah, that is a, that sometimes. is a, that is a evergreen line from that verse. That verse is, is is a staple to me, man. Mm-hmm. I gave you life when niggas was forget you mc mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: They both leveled up, so it's all good. Yeah. It was just fine. Um <laughs>
3: CBD's nuts, by the way, says um love <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. I love people just picking wild names just so we can say them out loud. Mm. Um love that Hangman mocks Eddie plus MJF, AEW's biggest baby faces in heel, all see right through punk. A wolf in sheep's clothing next week is going to be
4: wild. I will say this about the punk thing that I think is is tremendous. Outside of the stuff that is behind the scenes stuff. Um I really love the fact that he is basically slowly turning into the punk we know. Yes, um, because he is—he's been doing the kissing babies and mm-hmm. waving routine. I love the fact that he came out this week and went to jump in the crowd, and he went nah, 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 like a jerk. And uh, and so I just think the fact that he's getting meaner and doing all of the stuff we love him for—I love it. The fact that Mox thought he had him in the corner with that. Oh, well, I'm no hardened and soul in AEW. And he basically looked, looked at him like, I don't care. Like, I, you're not a draw like me. You ain't me. Mm-hmm. I'm the dollars and cents of this company. Yeah.
3: Jake says, the only correct answer is no Vaseline. Eloquent says, best diss is Ghostface roasting Action <laughs> Bronson on a YouTube video of <laughs> Hilar-
2: That is Hilar- the funniest <laughs> diss ever because Ghostface is you know, so Ghostface. mad.
5: Ghostface. <laughs>
2: Ghostface was pissed. Oh my God. He was so bad. I loved it.
3: Um, stay tuned to my Twitter this Wednesday. Um, because I got more podcasts I'm gonna be doing. Gonna announce a new one on Wednesday. Um and uh oh Jake's also says Mox said that his power his mic is not power. Well, Mox buddy, I know a president who pissed off the world with a
4: mic uh for for better or worse yeah mm. uh, now mox 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 did well in that promo Um yeah. but when he said that um he well, especially the line
3: where he was talking about how you think that microphone is power but really it's just because your body point at the ankle like mm-hmm. uh can't hold up
4: yeah mox is mox is great i thought yeah. i thought him coming down slowly that whole time and making him wait and punk doing the doing snow, the snow angels. angels doing it that segment was so good i'm sorry that segment mm-hmm. was great um and, man, by the way, we didn't talk at all about Kenneth Omega making his way back. Oh, oh yeah. My God. I don't know how. Man, I've been the trying Omega to wrap this the show trail. up.
3: I've been trying to wrap this show up. But, yeah, Omega's back. And uh, that's the, the biggest. I mean, that should have been the biggest thing to come out of this week. Um, yeah, that's I, kind of been
2: thrown to the wayside at this point. I know. I,
3: I posted that video of Billy losing it. Um, and that was a genuine reaction happening in the moment. But, uh I wasn't sure how they were going to do the intro. They did it the best way possible. Mm-hmm. I thought that Justin Roberts was perfect there. They handed him the note, and he's like, OK. Mm-hmm. And then just launches right into it. They played the the music. <laughs> Everything was perfect um they found a way to do it as a baby face right because i love how like, the
2: crowd was still skeptical though they were like yeah. we have to hear him say kenny Omega well, yeah first with
3: each, <laughs> i said this on day after dynamite but with each thing he said they popped louder right when mm-hmm. they were like that's a kenny omega thing oh mm-hmm. that's a kenny omega thing when they were like uh he's the longest reigning aew world champion they popped for that because they're like oh that can't be anybody else and then they were like and he's about to have his first match in 277 days and mm-hmm. the fans went uh okay, and the line I liked to to turn it because uh, turn an old heel thing into a baby face. like say so he sometimes flies out of no, oh, damn it. voice <laughs> crack, North Carolina, uh, but uh, uh, and then but then we're like, but his favorite candy is the Charleston Chew. Mm-hmm. They're in Charleston, West Virginia. Um, and so great. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> somebody somebody in our chat said what are the best best diss tracks of all time was the Bugs Bunny record from Space Jam. Which, bugging, that's what he's talking about. Which, if you guys don't know, that is written by one Jay-Z. That's his verse. Also very <laughs> underrated. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Where? Yes, that's written by one S. Dot Carter. Hope was writing for
2: bugs. Right. Yeah, that
4: makes sense. Well, one this, of many things he's ghost written.
2: Since this is a wrestling yeah. podcast, we have to make mention before we go to Macho court. Man. Be a man. Hot <laughs> diggy damn man. hope! I'm you didn't set it up. You set it <laughs> off. Used to be hard, hard hope, now hope. Now you didn't turn soft. Come on, man. Macho Man. Two telephone commercials. I
3: seen you dancing all around like a ballerina.
2: No, Macho was going crazy, man. Nah, Macho was like, y'all playing with my name out here, bro. I'm about to get that move." I
4: love Macho Man so much, man. man One of my favorite Hulk- wrestlers ever. Come mm-hmm. on,
3: you's a chump. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan is a real big
2: Yes. <laughs>
4: well, yeah. Man. This
2: track about Hulk Hogan. This track. I love Macho Man. The beef is forever. He took it to the grave. Macho took it to Macho the grave. Man. He's like, nah, fuck this nigga. I'm going to diss him on wax. On wax, the shit going to go down. Oh, I love it. yeah. Uh, oh that, my and God. he kept that same energy
4: forever. But yeah, Kenny Omega, the the thing that I love about AEW is that AEW knows how to reward their fans. Because I think everybody knew Kenny Omega was coming out. And so it would have been very easy to go, well, keep it a secret. It's not going to get a pop. But I feel like the people, the second the Bucks came out, people were ready to start chanting for Kenny. And the chants got louder and louder for Kenny the more they went through the intro. I think the way they handled the intro was great. I thought him coming out with the compression shirt and the brace and everything under his ring jacket was a great visual. Um he kind of looked like Seto Kaiba for me for some reason. I don't know mm. why. Um, it just was great. It was the most Kenny thing we've seen him do in a long time. And I'm glad I his thought-
3: look is back to, to Kenny, by the way. Like yeah. I know yeah. that uh I, I wasn't one of the people that hated the the stash, actually I, I kinda dug the stash. But at the end of the day and like and he dyed his hair different colors and all that. But when he came out just kind of looking like straight up Kenny Omega again, Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, this is still the guy I want to see.
2: And that fucking match. Oh, my God. Dragon Lee. Yo. Hey, yo. Kenny Kenny
4: did the stuff we want to see Kenny do. uh, The story they're telling of him missing the you can't escape the first time. The first time he hits it after that going to be a huge pop. Mm-hmm. I think everything that he's done storytelling-wise, the stuff he said in the promo afterwards, which he was getting a little spicy in that promo, um, but basically saying like, yo, if this is what you came here for, if All Elite Wrestling is what you came here for, our presentation of wrestling, then that is still here. And I pretty much know who that was in the at. I saw people saying FDR, but I thought it was pretty obvious who he was talking about.
2: Tribute act. Daddy's boy.
4: <laughs> Cody, I mean, these
2: are shots at you, bro. You're out. We still here. We we made this. This was our dream. This was <laughs> yes. our
4: vision. If you still want our vision of wrestling, <laughs> that is still here. Mm-hmm. That's what I took away from that promo. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely. But, hey,
3: guys, uh, I'll read the last of these super chats. Jake says um, CM Punk will ether anybody on the mic when he's not held back. Cough, cough. That goes for The Rock. Um Tom Talks Rubbish says big love, love all you guys do. Thank you, Tom Talks Rubbish. Hey, thanks, just Tom. did a new interview. I did. Um Jake says uh Kenny got like seven pops in one entrance. Only Kenny <laughs> yeah. could get cheered like that while coming out with Don Callis. He really uh, did.
4: I and... kinda missed Don. I, I yeah. I'm sorry.
3: Kind of missed Don on TV. And uh hashtag S Sparked Major says uh over under five minutes in Yo, Mox Bleeding under. next week. That punk. was a good line, too. Mm-hmm. Punk. I'm,
4: I'm afraid you're going to bleed all over me, yo. Punk yeah. was Punk was shooting, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all.
3: Definitely join us next week. We'll be here. Same bat time, same bat station. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Thank you, everybody who uh, watched this show. Thank you to Jossie, who provided us with some great, great content.
2: Shout to out you. to Jossie.
3: Yeah, to like Jah I said, sure. one of my Sign this favorite, man. most charismatic guys on the independent scene today. Black Blackwrestling Matter
2: uh, number, is this just two because it's the second one in Chicago? It's three. Is Black Blackwrestling Matter 3.
4: Blackout, that's the official name of the show. Blackout,
2: um, all out weekend. If you're in Chicago, definitely check it out.
3: Definitely check it out. Uh, other than that, folks, we will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. This
1: is the story of the one.